punishment. Can't bring the ship up to broadcast it. We're going in. Passing you into FM. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! Cut the music off. Cut the music off. What's new? What are you doing? Oh, it's new, J-Dubs. Welcome into the hideout. Live on a Saturday night if you want to participate. Uh, if you want to comment on anything you just heard, uh, we're, we're you know going to... It's an amazing, amazing lead-in. Yeah, so... But one that you can't just move past. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been wanting to talk about yeah. this... I don't know, for a year now. So uh, we'll talk about Don Geronimo in a moment and what he meant to us. And also, there's a lot of other stuff going on, too. We're going to get in before 9 o'clock when Joe Radio takes over. Let's be honest. We're just filler. Mm-hmm. We're just filler till Ardinger takes over at 9. But we are Al Hefe and J-Dubs, your Saturday night buddies. And if you want to call in and comment on anything... Uh, including just to say hello, you will dial this number. 800-636-1067. That's 800-636-1067. We invite you to check out uh, our fan site, hideoutheretics.net. That is hideoutheretics.net. We're very interactive as well with the AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. If you hop on AOL, you got AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. You can uh, talk and send your... Your one-liners and zingers and everything directly to me, Zinger, uh, at Hideout Radio. All right. Uh, we got Sideshow on the talk and roll control, so I'm feeling good about that. Everything mm-hmm. should be... Uh, A-OK. Yeah, definitely A-OK. Wow. Uh, okay, we need... Uh, since there's this, this whole air of honesty going on right now... Mm-hmm. Uh, we will uh, pull down, pull back our hideout radio curtain, whatever it happens to be. And, it's more of a bath towel. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, or a washcloth, maybe, mm-hmm. depending on how big you are. I uh, We do this show, and we say it occasionally, but we do this show remotely from our hideout in Tampa, Florida. Um, so I did not get to hear the final Don and Mike show uh, yesterday. I'm glad that it is available online at WJFK.com. I only got to hear the little... Bit before this show started, mm-hmm. uh, I will be going and downloading that show and keeping it forever uh, to listen to it again in its entirety. Um, I gotta say though, man, uh, what Don has meant to us personally is a lot. Literally, J Dubs, you will be connected to Don Geronimo for the rest of your life. Yeah, there's certain parts of my body that I look at 
And uh, I'll always remember Don Geronimo. There's certain parts of my body I look at, and I remember people who helped raise me. Uh, explain, but that's, no, those explain, aren't those parts. Yeah, explain uh, the why. The parts that uh, I will remember Don Geronimo, mostly my upper back. Um, if I ever look into a mirror with my shirt off from behind, I see Indianapolis uh, scrawled across my back as a tattoo, as well as the Green Bay Packers logo. And these were because of bets when mm-hmm. we were doing late nights uh, at WJFK that you made with Don about a couple of uh, a couple of football games. Yeah, me being a huge Detroit Lions fan. Mm-hmm. And he and you were willing to do the tattoo bet, mm-hmm. and you lost. I lost. And Don took full advantage of you, and uh, as he should have with your idiocy. Go, going and pulling for those Detroit Lions. Listen, um, let me tell you why Why I got into radio. Uh, I being El Jefe. I, I got into radio because, uh, and I'm not going to lie to you, I mean, I got into radio because at the age of 16 I discovered Howard Stern, mm-hmm. who, of course, when we were on uh, full-time at WJFK, you know, I was 16 years old in Dallas, Texas. I found him on the Eagle, and I found the power and the intimacy uh, that radio can bring. And as I moved around the country, I didn't really – I found that once with our buddy uh, Shafee and uh, what he was doing in Michigan. When we came out to D.C., bam, there it was. Uh, and I know Don and Mike have been doing it just as long as Howard. I had not heard them until I got to D.C. And quickly, I fell in love with the show. Because of the exact same thing, because of the intimacy that it brings to the listener and the way that intimacy and pure hilarity. Yeah, I mean that you know, that's part it of it. Came with it, yeah. Yeah, and because a lot of times when you open yourself up, when you're doing a show that's honest and open, you're going to get the funny parts, mm-hmm. the funny things about your individual life, along with the sad. And I'm telling you, that's the brilliance, uh, you know, of guys like Howard and Don. And uh, and other people that do and and really the the, the group of people that do that it's like uh, you can count it on uh, yeah a hand or two it's a hand or two and what was amazing to me was when we got there man everyone told us uh, don't go near Geronimo yeah he, don't even look him in the eye because don't. he gets very upset about that kind of stuff yeah and so. And, he, and we've talked about this with him on the air before. Mm-hmm. We, uh, well, we we uh, didn't, you know. <laughs> well, let, let me tell you the how we got we confronted uh, Don with this uh, with this rumor that was going on. He he's heard it, of course, going around the halls, and people have told him that 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 rumor is out there. So he was just mentioning it on the air and seeing who has been told that in the WJFK compound, right? Uh, and so I stepped in the studio and I said, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, someone told me. And it was good old Greg Edger, Spoon. Spoon told me. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, that, uh, hey, man, you know, just just don't, you know, stay away from him. He'll be fine with you. He doesn't like to be bothered. Which no one likes to be bothered. Of course not. But he was a very nice guy whenever I would see him in the hall. he was. He, there was never a thing of... Me being afraid to look him in the eye. I remember the turning point for me and Don personally was, and it's the Hideout Half Fan Dubs Live 106.7 WJFK. We were uh, we were just about to go full time late nights because we've uh-huh. been doing the Saturday night stick now. So we were having like a ratings party up there, and I had a couple of drinks in me, and 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 Don and and Mike and you know the guys were out there, 
and I had a couple of drinks in me, and I finally, and I had been working behind the scenes on on the on the show, uh, you know, helping fill in, produce sometimes when Broyhill was out, or uh, whenever they needed an extra hand, you know, just like mm-hmm. the screen phone calls or whatever. And that was really what was kind of amazing too, was being back there with Joe. And when Joe was screening phone calls and Rob was running around getting stuff done and and Don would peek his head back there and ask for this or that. I mean, it was, I was for a very minuscule moment, you know, you know, a year, 18 months, I got to really see how the show worked. The insides and, and out, yeah. Yeah, and, and during that ratings party, you know, I, I got the cajones to go up to Don and be like, man, I... uh I think you're brilliant, and you know we're about to go full time. And I'd love just any sort of insight or advice you could ever give. People were amazed that you went up and talked. Yeah, to him that it day. was like everyone was looking like, "Oh, he's not going to do it. What's he doing? Why is he bothering Don?" And the first thing he told me was, "Hefe, I'm glad you came over here." And then he started l- literally, you know, like a radio god, mm-hmm. like rattling off things that he had heard us do before. Of how this was good and this was bad. He was like, I want you to give me a CD of what you think your best stuff is, a CD of what you think your worst stuff is. And, he, and dude, I just can't tell you for a guy, for a legend of that, of that stature to sit there and take the time with a couple of kids. Yeah. You know, and say, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't. And we've applied it. And, you know, it was just a fantastic relationship. And then, of course, you know, we uh we get let go because of the HFS flip, which you know was good enough to bring us back to junkies. Well, technically we weren't let go. We were given something much worse, which was Saturday after I mean uh, Sunday afternoons. Yeah, well, whatever. Early afternoons. And and it's funny because our very last thing before we bolted for real radio in Orlando, they and we were in the middle of moving. We were in the middle of everything, but something happened. I believe even Beth Ann. Who's coming yes. back for the Mark uh, for the Mike O'Mara show? Somebody got in trouble for yes. something. Uh, there was something that was let out on the air. Uh, it didn't get dumped out. It didn't get edited out right. or something. So uh, a couple of people got suspended for a few days. And so Dubs and I are literally in the middle of moving to Orlando. We were leaving that night. Yeah, we were going to leave. We were going to. And they said, "Hey, can you guys come in and help out?" And it would have been very easy for us to say, screw you guys, you screwed us, at least that's how we felt at the time, we're bolting. And instead, we were like, we have to, of course. You know, for Don and Mike, yeah. Yeah, for, for the fe- we'll, do, we'll do anything. And I believe we helped out on that show, and didn't we, essentially after that show was over, that Don and Mike show, we hopped on the mm-hmm. road and headed down to Orlando. Yep. We stuck around just to help out Don and Mike, because that's how much... They meant to us, and they said, you know, Mike. Mike was like, "Hey, write up whatever you want, and I'll sign it." You know, as far as a reference goes. And Don and I exchanged numbers. And even when I was in Orlando, we were in Orlando. Don and I would exchange emails and phone calls. Uh, you know, I'd call him when I felt like I was having trouble. You know, there in real radio, and he was going to come stop by the show one night. He something happened. He didn't get the chance to. Uh, but the thing that I remember most, and I know this is going to sound odd. Uh, by the way, it's Hefe and Dubs. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. You just heard the last, the replay of the last Don and Mike show, Mike O'Mara's show. Um, 
with the fellas and Beth Ann coming back, which is awesome. That starts on Monday. But I remember, I remember, I think it was on DCRTV.com where I first saw that Frida had died. Mm-hmm. Now, I had only met Frida once, and that was at the Christmas party yep. at O'Mara's. Uh, but, of course, we all got to know her through the air. We all know what she yeah, meant it, to Dawn. When I met her at that Christmas party, it was like, uh, you know, I, she was already an acquaintance at that point. Even though she never met me, uh, the amount of time that she spent on the air and how deep you got into kind of their lives, it, you, you felt like you already knew her at that point. And and I remember, and, and this is going to sound weird, and I don't, I don't know, we talked about this before, but when, when I heard that Frida had died, I'm not going to lie to you, I cried for probably 30 minutes and maybe even more. And not because I, I knew her, but because I knew what she meant to Don. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it was it was gut-wrenching. I just I remember just breaking down and thinking, oh, my God, this this can't be. This can't be. And, you know... And what do you do? Where do you go? How's Dawn? You know, you want to reach out, but you don't. You know, already people are reaching out. And uh, that night on our show, and it was probably a stupid thing for us to do, really radio one on one wise, because we're in Orlando and you know, we try to make it. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of makes sense to everybody, but I don't know. I mean, we well. spent our first hour on the night, uh, you know, on the air that night at Real Radio, talking about Frida. And Dawn, because mm-hmm. I had to. I had to talk about it and try to, you know, work out those emotions just for for Dawn. So anyway, I mean, it's just they have a rich history and they've known so many people throughout their careers. And they and we really had somewhat of a relationship uh, with Dawn. And I can't tell you, man, I just I wish nothing but the best. And I, you know what? I'm glad Mike is sticking around. Yeah. Because he still owes me a lot of cigarettes for those <laughs> commercial breaks. So I do ex- still expect the payout. 800-636-1067. So now you got O'Mara, you got uh, Rob, you got uh, Buzz, you got Joe, you got Beth Ann coming back. I mean, the show's certainly going to be different. I think it's going to mm. be great. And I, I just hope that Don is happy and uh, is able to, you know, and just enjoy the fruits of his labor, and you know we haven't heard the last of him on the air, but no, no. I, I just I wanted to share that because it is something that has certainly impacted us. I mean, to this day, to this day, what I learned from the Don and Mike show, I try to I try to take things from every show that I've ever worked on or with before. Any of you who ever listened to Ron and Fez when they were on in D.C., you know the influence they have over this show because mm-hmm. of the fact that we work. But there's also a tremendous Don and Mike influence, too. Uh, a lot of it behind the scenes, stuff that I learned off the air, mm-hmm. uh, organizational stuff that I learned from their producers that I may, uh, our producers do and still use to this day. How to plan a segment uh, that I learned you know, from Don, what to tease, what not to tease, just Radio 101 stuff. So we really were blessed to be able to work with some of the greats in this business. And, um, you know, it's it's an honor. And I'm really, uh, again, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself now, but I want nothing but the best for Don Geronimo. And I'm, I'm excited that Mike's sticking around and we're mm-hmm. doing the afternoon show now. Or we, they're doing the after. We're not, but, you know. We make it sound like uh, we're jock sniffers. We are. And we are. And we're proud of it. 
That's something we are very, very proud of. Uh, even just knowing those guys for a little bit that we got to know them uh, and, you know, learn as much as we could in that little bit of time. We're, we feel blessed from it. Yeah, we got to work with, you know, some really – and it's weird because through our association, mm-hmm. through us kind of being auxiliary, you think about the amount of shows we're somewhat associated with because of where we've been able to be and what we've been able to do with WJFK, Ron and Fez, uh, Don and Mike. Through Ron and Fez, this auxiliary uh, relationship with Opie and Anthony and you and the their whole, per- the whole uh, virus. Uh, we've been on the the virus two hundred two on XM Radio a bunch of times. Uh, you know, and then and then also too, you have uh, Chad Dukes. Chad Dukes and I working together, starting out as board ops together at the same time, playing video games and and working chicks and you know that kind of stuff. And now you got Big on Dukes middays. And then the relationship there that you know that has come about with the junkies, and now the great relationship we have with CK, and and, and you know, and then we got other stuff going on too. You know, I just you know hired the fabulous sports babe for the station that I'm you know here in Tampa with. It's it's just you. It's I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. I am a radio. I'm a radio. I'm a radio file. Mm-hmm. I grew up and I always, always wanted to do radio, and it was because of guys like Don and because of guys like Howard and everybody else and Ron Bennington, and uh, and I just feel blessed and lucky in a sense that we've had the opportunity to cross paths with these types of people. You know what I mean? Uh, 800-636-1067. We got some people on the line. They want to talk. They want to, you know, they want to yeah. be able to talk about Don and Mike for a moment. Then we're going to move on. We got our own stuff to get to. We have a show to get to. Although, to be perfectly honest with you, this is more important. I could easily talk about this for the next three hours. Uh, we'll start off with Keith on line one. You're in the hideout on WJFK. What's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, thanks for letting me on to, you know, just blow out a little bit of steam. Greetings to you guys. Best of luck. I hope that in 25 years that you guys get a beautiful send off. I started listening to Don and Mike back in about probably, well, I knew them from WAVA days, but when mm-hmm. they were on WJFK, um, I was going through the darkest time of my life, and here I tune in one afternoon, and they do what you're doing now, and I hope you keep it up. It's just like, it, for us, the listener, it's like, we're part of your gang. We're kind of on the outside. We're like the little brother listening to our big brothers up in a treehouse, just Telling the coolest treehouse what right? Go ahead, Keith. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's like we're up in a treehouse and we're listening. To you guys tell us the coolest stories, and you guys are like giants, you know. And you're making our day go. You really are. Hey, I appreciate Thank it, you. Keith. And you know, and again, and uh, dude, that's what that's what I'm talking about. I gave a speech this week at a um, at a radio broadcasting job fair because now all of a sudden, by some strange happenstance, I'm a program director. So I'm out there giving a speech, and that's I started off with that exact same thing about how radio, and especially talk radio, music, whatever, I don't care. You can get music from anywhere. But the reason I'm not worried about terrestrial or, or anything is because of the fact that talk radio and real radio like this, like what WJFK does, you connect with people. And what he said, man, do you, have, do you know how many letters... That, I can't imagine the the amount that Don and Mike get. But then even a couple of schlubs like us, half and dubs of, mm. dude, I was ready to commit suicide until I stumbled upon you guys one night. And kind of gave me an ex- escape. You, you gave me an escape and you gave me a reason to laugh for four hours a night. And anyone who's ever done anything like we do, 
they have that exact same thing. And I've been there before. Man, when we've been on the beach or, you know, whenever, you know, we hadn't been able to get a job, you know the first thing that I run to for comfort Mm -hmm. other than a burrito? It is the radio. I got my burrito on my radio, and I'm there, and I'm... And I immerse myself into the world that people on the radio create. And again, that is part of the brilliance of what Don did. And I'm not here slurping the dude. I think we're just being honest, you know? I am. And and there's a reason for it. Let's go to Doug on line two. He's deserving. Doug, you're in the hideout on WJFK Live on a Saturday night. What's up, man? Good evening, gentlemen. How you all doing? All right, my man. Hey, listen, I just want to say thank you for a very moving tribute. It was... You know, uh, perfectly said, very eloquent, and uh, this is the first time for me listening to your show. But you know what? You guys got a fan. I'm going to be. I'm listening to you guys from here on in and hearing what you got. Thank, Thank you, Doug. And we'll disappoint you later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. they, see you. Eight hundred six three six one zero six. He'll be posting on DCR TV. Those guys used to be good. Yeah. I remember when they did a tribute to Don. They were awesome. Then now they suck. Yeah, and that's it, two weeks from now. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to K on line three. You're in the hideout on WJFK. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. What's up? Just wanted to say thanks for giving me this opportunity to just say I am a longtime Don and Mike fan, back from Labor days, back from the days of the um, Las Vegas-style shows at the various clubs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where I even had an opportunity to get a really juicy kiss from Buzz. So I hope Marcia never hears that. But, um, yeah, I, um, like, fell apart when I heard that Frida had passed away, too. And it was like, you know, one of my girlfriends. I'd listened to them from when Bart was a baby and listened to his voice change over the years and just listened to him grow up. And it was like, you know, the first thing I thought of was how is Bart going to make it without his mom? You know, your right. mom is so important. But, you know, see, I still get broken up about it. Right. Well done. Good luck, baby. I hope your future has the best in it. And um, Frida, keep smiling down on him. There you go. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks, guys. You bet. Uh, So there we go. There's a chance to get that out of our system. Mm -hmm. And, um, whew. All right, now we'll come back. We'll try to do some yuck yucks and, uh, you know, and uh, and get, get, get the show started. But again, it is. It's about creating that intimacy, and that's what we try to do in the hideout, you know. And there are only, you know, there's certain people that can pull it off. And when they pull it off, man, you create the rabid, just the rabid following mm-hmm. that uh, that that shows like that can have. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I do want to remind you, though, even though Don's moving on, Mike is still here. And Mike and Buzz and Rob and Beth Ann is coming back. And let us not forget Joe. And for those of you that don't know, Joe's got his own show coming up at 9 o'clock, Joe Radio, which is fantastic. And did you send him along the video of the lizard? Yes, I did. The lizard baby? Yes. Hopefully he got to watch that. Remind me that we need to chat with him about that in a second um, as well. All right, let's take a break and come back. I see Tom Gavin's on the line, and I don't want to go to him. (laughs) Sorry, Tom. See, that's the other thing, too, and people don't ever really realize this, is that we even have such respect for other shows that we refuse to use their characters. And, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, it's not right. Tom, you belong to Afternoons on WJFK, and that's just the way I see it. But thank you for calling and listening, and I know you got a show, uh, WEBR. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get this show started. If you want to hop in, we got a lot of stuff on plan for you, uh, but we'll... 
do all that next. It's the Hideout, Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout. The Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. That's bad radio. The Hideout. The Hideout. You guys feel you have to be so negative. Hang up on the whore. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in a car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer. You beast. Negative. The face fits. Kick it. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Such a negative influence. Back in the hideout, Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. A lot of people finding us again, Dubs. Mm -hmm. Um, Hideoutheretics.net. Go there, listen to old shows, including the original run at WJFK. Also, all of the Orlando stuff. Nameless does that. People want to know if we have a MySpace. We have individual pages, but the easiest place to go find us, Hideout Radio. So if you go to MySpace.com slash Hideout Radio, and then that's also the Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. I also got an email this week on MySpace that I want to share with you a little bit later on. All right, cool. I think Greg's still online, too. We'll chat with him real fast before we get the show started. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, how are you guys tonight? We're good, my man. What's up? Um, I just want to give you uh, thanks. First of all, thanks for taking my call. I just want to I just want to give you a Baltimore perspective on this. Um, I I came to the uh, to the party late with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get them down here until with Donna Mike. Yeah, Donna Mike until about 1990, and I'd never heard of them before. I mean, I didn't know anything. I didn't know WAVA from anything, and right. and, and um, there was something very special about them that drew me i don't really go for the whole i, I like howard but there's something different about right them. yep and imagine imagine last night when you know how they were doing the uh, show and they were dropping out each cast member and they get to don and it's just don and it was around quarter to six when don came back on from a from a a, a, a break and and they cut us off yeah, I, I heard about that. Oh, no. Yeah, WHFS. And and it was so bad because Don comes back, and, I mean, you're talking to a guy here who was on vacation three years ago after Frida died, and I got up off the beach to go sit in my truck and listen to Don do that show, yeah. which was maybe the most riveting radio I've ever heard in my life. I'm a little older than you guys. It was riveting. Yeah. And, and we're waiting. We're sitting there. We're waiting. And to put a third-rate... And I'm a baseball fan too. They put a third-rate baseball team's pregame show on and preempted this. I don't know. I don't know who the hell the suit was. That That's amazing. That. Yeah, you imagine that. Yeah, Greg, and I thank you for the phone. Call. I'm gonna let you go, but let me say this: um, as a program director now, uh, that's still because I am one mm-hmm. in Tampa. What we're talking about? Uh, that's inexcusable. And I understand. Listen, I understand you're the flagship. If they, if they, even if they are the flagship for that, and I, you, you work something out. You know, you understand. You have contracts you have to stick to, and you have obligations you have to stick to. Here's what you do: they're called make goods, and then you have them do it online for the affiliates. Boom. And, and then guess what? They're, you're also a cluster. So maybe for one night only, you can pick one of the other stations in the building. To run the pregame and then you come back, mm-hmm. but that's. Let me say this now. Now that I've praised Don Geronimo, 
Let me say this about the rest of radio. <laughs> You're a bunch of numbskull idiots. Because you, I'm a pro- Ooh, harsh words. I know. Well, that's as far as I can go because we're on terrestrial. But I'm a program director now of two stations in a top 20 market. And I can say this kind of stuff. Uh, the vast majority of you are idiots. Because you don't know how to problem solve. Well, they fumble their way to the tops. You don't think ahead. And you don't plan. And you know what else it is, too? They Because a lot of these PDs, mm-hmm. these quote-unquote, these suits, these management types, they've never been really on the air. They don't really know what it's like to connect with the listener. And they don't know how much it means to the listener to be able to hear that last bit. You know what I'm saying? They've never they've never shared that. They've never gotten those emails before. They don't they don't understand what it's like to be on the air and from that point of view cuz most of them and and by the way CK you're completely ex- completely excluded from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them uh, came up the ranks by just being yes men, you know, and just saying whatever. And that's what happened. I guarantee that's what happened. And I don't even know who's running stuff in Baltimore, and I don't care. Because we had a chance to go there once, and we said no. We were told don't go there. So I don't care. Whatever. It's all in the company and fine. It's all good. But let me say this. It was some yes guy just saying yes. And not... So this is where it has to be. I can't, I'm not going to sit around and kind of rack my brain and figure out how I can make both of them work. And that's what... I'll dr- just go with what is easy. And, th- and that's what I also love and respect about Don and the people who do this kind of radio. is because we see those other people in radio, the phonies, the people who don't get it, mm-hmm. who don't understand you. They don't understand you listening uh, right now in your car and what it means. It will, uh, you know, we just got to... Uh, no. They'll get over it. They'll, uh, we'll put it online. They can download it. Who wants to hear it live? Ugh. I tell you what. Uh, yeah, and what was it? The, o- the O's and the, and the Rays? Are you kidding? Are if you... they weren't in the company, I would say whoever just boycott that station, but they're in the company, so I can't say that. Oh, I would never say that about a station in the company. Of course not. But see, that's what you find. And that's what we... You don't. You know how many retards we've come across in our in our little career mm-hmm. that have the same scared mentality. Most of them, they all do, and that's why CK is excluded. But he's he's not a yes guy. He's just mm-hmm. not. And he would have known. Look, we got to figure out another way to make it happen. And have you noticed the only people who take chances on us are the people who aren't really yes guys? Yeah. Uh, CK, John Manelli. We are we are uh, an easy Chris, sell. Chris Williams in Atlanta. Catherine Brown. Catherine Brown. Dan these these are all people that are that are that are people that are willing to take chances. Cameron Gray. Where are you, Cameron? <laughs> Return a phone call every once in a while. All right. Now see I wanted to get into something else and I get sidetracked. Eight hundred six three six one oh six seven. This is when as a program director I would yell at at myself as a talent. Uh, let's get into your really quickly, and then we'll we'll start okay. the show at seven. Uh, let's get into your email that you got from a okay. guy. Uh, this came to me on MySpace, myspace.com slash jdubs five one seven. myspacecom slash jdubs five one seven. All right, J D U B S. Okay, whatever. Five one seven. Enough already, ladies. Mm. Hit it up. All right, this one came from Dan. Uh, dubs. I just finished listening to this Saturday show, which was last Saturday's show. Which, by the way, is available for podcast? Mm-hmm. No. It's not, because uh, you haven't done it yet. No. Jesus Christ. Your project car idea. Explain what I mean, that is. Yeah, the, the project car is 
I'm looking for a project car. And uh, a lot of our dads had project cars growing up where, you know, they had an old car sitting in the garage that they were trying to fix up so they could have a nice weekend car. Well, the project car in my head is a fat chick. <laughs> I'm looking for a fat chick with a nice face, a nice uh, sturdy frame on her that I can build into something nice to drive around. Sure, at first I'm going to have a rusted out beater. But after a while, a little sweat equity indoor, I'll get literally. A, yeah, I'll get a nice vintage car. Mm-hmm. Something nice and, uh, I don't know, something I can be proud of. Right. All right. Your project car idea was great. Thank you. I do have one problem with it, though. You see, I live in Clearwater. And for you guys who don't know, Clearwater is right next to Tampa, where we do the show out of. I am physically disabled. <laughs> I've got T-Rex arms. <laughs> if I was, a, and I am a big fan of the T-Rex arms, and you know, you've seen people with the T-Rex arms, like they, the little chicken wing arms. It looks like they they've been deep fried. Um, yeah, just so you know, they're not normal arms. They no. are. They're people that have these little. You know, like a T-Rex or a Velociraptor. If, if anybody saw one of the scary movies, it was the one that Chris Elliott had. The little the little T-Rex hand he had in that movie. Gotcha. Uh, if I was a woman, you'd want to screw me. Yeah, because you do have this affinity for chicks that have ailments. In fact, there was this one time at, I believe, the Warp Tour, mm-hmm. we chased around, because of you, an incredibly hot chick who had two T-Rex arms. It was so hot. But otherwise, I mean, like, if she had normal arms, she could have been like in Playboy. But instead, she had T-Rex arms, so she would have been in Hustler. But mm-hmm. Dubs was fought, literally stalking this chick around the Warp Tour. Okay. I've got two T-Rex arms. If I was a woman, you'd want to me. Uh, the only women that I can ever get with me are project car types. <laughs> now, here's the problem. Since we both live in the Tampa Bay area, and you're using the same Craigslist, you've basically taken the only women that I can have a chance with. Now I'm competing against you and the black guys. <laughs> <laughs> so does do me a favor, leave a few on the lot for me. Thanks, big fan of the hideout. Next, Andrew Silva. Yeah, Man. that guy's awesome. Uh, so I love how he says you, me, and the black guys <laughs> going after what I assume chubby white chicks. Yeah. Wow, 800-636-1067. I think you're going about it all wrong with the project car thing. I think it should be more of a housing type thing, and you call it flip that fatty, <laughs> but whatever. How, let me get an update. Did, I know you had some uh, some dates lined up with some of these project cars. I know even, I think after the show last Saturday night, you were going out with an El Camino. I was looking into an El Is Camino. Is that a Latin one? Yes. Okay. Are you serious? Yeah, that's why I call her El Camino. <laughs> He's such an ass. Um, no, I ended up... Uh, not being able to work out the date with the El Camino. And she couldn't work out either, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but this last, uh, either Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember what day it was, um, I went out with a nice full-size truck. Whoa, 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 whoa. did you really? Yeah. I where, didn't know that. Where do you think I went? When was this? That was uh, the night I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, you didn't, I knew you went to. I didn't want to tell you. I wanted to wait till we got on the air. Dude, so you went out with a. Yeah. You went out with a big girl to a bar. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, what happened? Um, it was fun. Nothing happened. How much was dinner? We didn't eat. Thank God. Shocker. All right, you got to tell me now what she looked like. What did this project car look like? She was cute. White girl. 
Probably about two bills. <laughs> nice face, though. You're lying to me, dude. No. <laughs> two bills? Nah, maybe... She was short, so maybe not two bills. I mean, but, like, like, I, yeah. I gotta know, I gotta know. Like, how much around? Like, right, if she was wearing men's pants inches wise, it would probably be a 44. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. There's no way. Yeah. No, dude, no. I don't know what that <laughs> translates into women's size. I, I, I know they go. Eh, whatever. It's that would, big. That would have been. <laughs> it translates into big. <laughs> that would have been like an 18 for women. Yeah. Uh, because, they, because they, listen, oh my god. comfortable in sweatpants. Alright, hold on. Everything else comes to a plumber's crack. Because there are different kinds of chicks when mm. they get fat. I mean, some of them get fat and they keep their curves and they're just kind of big. No, she has just one big curve. <laughs> she has a U-turn. It's all rounded out. But then there are girls that are just like humongous and mm. they get fat back and back boobs and... Did this girl have back boobs? Was she that big where her back you couldn't I didn't I didn't take a look at that. I would imagine maybe. I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. What were you thinking while you were sitting there across from her in a bar? Were you I was hoping everybody thought maybe like I was an out of town friend or she was my cousin and I was just hanging out with her. <laughs> Not that you're hoping to get this girl on a treadmill so you can bang her? No. Uh, it's the Hideout Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Take, like, you're sitting there and you're looking at her. Do you look at anything else other than that cute face and the what could be? Because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm looking at. I'm, I'm just drink, and I'm, I'm drinking quite a few uh, adult beverages trying to <laughs> make my imagination maybe work on overdrive. Because <laughs> I love the show The Biggest Loser. And then the biggest loser, it kind of goes to your whole project car thing because a lot of times you see really fat chicks turn into really hot chicks because they mm. exercise for 12 hours a day. This girl, right, was she cool? Did she have yeah, a great she personality? Yeah, she was actually really cool. What would y'all talk about? Um, Did you talk about the different sauces on the <laughs> wings? Did you talk about waffle fries versus curly fries? What did actually, you talk about? Actually, she ordered a, a, a side of just the sauce from the wings. And she just dipped it in and... Dipped her fingers in. Oh, my God. Uh, and did she was... Uh, yeah. How old was she? Um, 22. Still young enough that if you put her on a treadmill, she could yes. drop the weight pretty quickly. I did go with your uh, recommendation there. As a personal trainer, that's what I can offer you. So how did the night in, I mean, did anything special happen during the date? No. Um, she was a flatty. What does that mean? A flat-chested fatty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fl a flatty. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> See, that always amazes me because normally it's the boobs that are, like, the biggest, but... If she's but, like, it went, but she used to be thin, so I think that's the problem. Right. <laughs> right. I'm getting this on the instant messenger. How is that possible? What? A flat-chested fatty. It, it's possible. Remember Hooch? Yeah. Uh, our intern. So she's she just really kind of looks like a boy then. Well, <coughs> she had she had a very cute feminine face. Right. But the body was. Yeah, Bastion Boogerish. Oh. 
800-636-1067. I got to know more about this. Uh, okay, so now what happens from there? Like, where, where do you go from there? Oh, what do you mean? Like, when the... Do you, when the you, date's over? Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, like, you talking get, about just regular stuff. First date stuff, favorite color, favorite shows. Um, maybe favorite shows and that kind of stuff. We didn't go into favorite color or anything. Favorite condiment. <laughs> and she then, actually makes her favorite condiment is a mix of ketchup and mayonnaise. Stop it. So, okay, so what happens then at the end? How long is the date? Um, probably an hour and a half. Okay, then at no, the bar. And then what happens? Then we go our separate ways. Did you pick her up or did you meet there? Not that strong. Okay. <laughs> All right, so y'all met there. Yeah. At the end, when you're walking outside of the Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> With the mask out, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you hug her? Do no. you shake her hand? No, I, I give her the for... tip of the hat. I go. Stop. I did. I, I did the kind of the little salute goodbye. You have a good night. And put two uh, fingers next to the eye and shot him down. All right, I just got this on the instant messenger. Wow, Dubs is getting the worst of both worlds. Yeah. They must now just be hearing the uh, Flatty? the Flatties part. Uh, that's quite the delay. 800-636-1067. So when you, on that drive home, mm -hmm. when you're driving home from going on one of these project car dates, yeah. what are you thinking to yourself on that drive home? Is the because here, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I would turn down the volume on the radio and just listen to myself sob, hoping that that would make me tired enough that I would drive off the road and hit a tree and put me out of my misery. But that's just me. Well, I'm a, I guess I'm a different person because there's like I'm running a, a, a Carfax in my head of, <laughs> all right, how damaged is this? Um, Why is she so fat? Yeah. A lot of times, you know, girls that are fat like that, it's a protection thing because they were touched as a kid. They go one mm, way or now, the other. Now I'm more into this. Yeah. They either they either go to the stripper route, mm -hmm. you know, and become crazy whores, or they put all this weight on so that no one will ever find them attractive so they'll never get taken advantage of again, i.e., here comes Dubs. <laughs> Looking for the project car. Right. Looking to strip that off to take advantage of them. I'm doing it for both of us. You're a predator. <laughs> so, all right, so what happened? What are you thinking on that drive home? Oh, so you're doing the Carfax thing. Yeah. Have you spoken to her, her at all? Is she one that you would uh, go out with again? Yeah, I'd have to. See, at this stage, going out again would mean that I am now uh, suggesting different things physical that we'd be able to do. Like... Uh, a long walk around uh, maybe Ocala National Forest. <laughs> um, different things that she was thinking, wow, this guy's in shape. I need to really start working and, you know, to, to hang out with this guy. Okay, so the first one you set her up with, we're going to a bar. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, let's go for a hike. Yeah. And her knowing that she really probably couldn't handle that would say, all right. And then she would go all week without eating and kind of working out, getting on the elliptical and trying to take some weight off. So you found a project car then that you're willing to invest a little time in? Maybe. It depends on how uh, how receptive she is to the hiking and that kind of stuff. Are you going out shopping for any others this week? 
I, I haven't yet. I probably will. Jesus Christ. This is amazing. You, you really got a couple of great things going here between that and the yardstickofdeath.com. You're really starting to... And yardstickofdeath.com was updated today. So people can go, yes. go look. That's Dubs' blog, his death blog, mm-hmm. where if he is a yardstick, he has a gun on one side and a bullet on the other, and if he nets 36 bad days, he shoots himself. Right now, uh, where does it stand? Where are you hovering? I believe I'm at 36. I'm back at zero. So things are kind of evening yeah. out for you. This week was actually a pretty good week. I had two bad days and one uh, and three good ones. Right. <laughs> and I'm looking at it now. I can't even read what you say. It's What what good is it if I can't read you can, what you say? You can edit it. Bleeping. Th- Thursday. I was right. Today sucked. <laughs> I can't even say that. I can't even go any further. I can just say sucked. Uh, all right, we'll just leave it at that. Go check it out. Yardstick. Try Wednesday. All right, Wednesday. Wednesday, bad. <clears throat> okay, this is the reason for this week's title. Tip to everyone who sleeps with the TV on. Do not leave the TV on on Comedy Central, and here is the reason. There's a strong chance that when you wake up, you could wake up to a movie like Wagons East. <laughs> I woke up with over an hour left in this quote-unquote movie, and for some reason I just let it roll and watched this entire piece of blank. That set the tone for the entire day. It really did. We fell way behind in the imaging department because we weren't able to get everything we need in a timely order. Tomorrow was going to blow one inch closer, 36 overall. That's funny. Well, I've I, never even heard of Wagons East. What's the, Wagon? the, the, the final John Candy movie? Wagons East? Yeah. Yeah, it was John Candy's last movie. He died while filming that thing. It's uh, it's a movie about settlers that, you know, uh, went west with their wagons, mm-hmm. and they decided, you know what? And they, it was all the stereotypical, the stereotypical Jew, the stereotypical gay guy. Right. All of them decided, you know, what? we need to go east, and so they were the the one group of settlers going I, east. All right, people are demanding this, and let me ask you for your hmm. permission. We'll take a break and come back. Okay. And talk to the fat chick in my life, my mom. Uh, on your project car, mm-hmm. dates. They're wanting to know if I can videotape them. No! It's discreetly. Like, if I can if I can go and, and, like, we don't walk in together. Like, maybe me and my chick, you know, happen to be at the same place you are. And I take my video camera and I tape you and the girl. And I'll make sure I tape it so that I don't get her face. You know what I mean? Oh, there's a lot else to get. <laughs> so that we, we just... take your pick at uh, a lot of other parts. And then what we can do is we can put that on WJFK.com, and we could even of sorts have like a whole contest, you know, pick that flatty <laughs> and see which girl it is the audience wants you to date. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to work on it. You don't like the idea. I do. It's not going to hurt you because basically they're going to be picking based on the fat back of these girls that you're taking yeah, out. That, on that's not what I'm going to be picking from. If I can't show the face, because that's what I'm really picking from, the face and the work ethic, the the the, the good stock that she has in there. I'm going to check the teeth. All right, we could do. We could go back to the whole old hideout thing of the bars over their eyes on photos. I really want to just, I want them to pick based on fat back. 
I want them to pick the largest girl with the sweatiest rolls. See, that's not what I'm going for. I don't care. I'm going for a, a, a decent frame and uh, a good attitude. All right, let's take a break and come back. I'm. The, let me tell you this and why I'm a genius. Because this creation of mine, the Yardstick of Death, yardstickofdeath.com for dubs, it saved Dubs' life and old Dubs is back. You guys don't really know this, but Dubs is back. I can see it. And the fact that he's taking out fat girls on dates means my man is back. And I'm, I'm just stoked for you. I'm very excited. Uh, if you want to hop in, 800-636-1067. And I'm telling you, dude, you're on your way back, and you're going to get a fat girl who looks like a pear, and you're going to, you know, you're going to shave her, her around. You're going to shave her down, mm-hmm. like, you know, with the pounds. Throw some Bondo. Hey, really quick. Really get this uh, get this project car worked out. Yeah, we can't go to break yet because uh, Sideshow, who's on the talk and roll controls, is telling me that his, com- his commercial computer died. Oh, no. Um, so I didn't want to bring this up for a moment. <clears throat> oh, and someone wants to talk to us, too. We'll go to Patrick on line one really quickly. Go ahead, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Hello, J-Dubs. How's it going? Okay, man. How are you? Not bad. You know, I feel really privileged to get to kind of feel like I'm talking to you personally. Mm-hmm. What is your blog address again? Uh, yardstickofdeath.com. So Yardstick of Death, D-E-A-S? D-E-A-T-H. Okay, yes. and, and does it have a members-only pay section? Because I'd gladly pay $40 a month to see your cheeks. <laughs> Thank you for the phone call, Patrick. Uh, 800-636-1067. If that's who I think it is, yeah, then I'm excited yeah, he's back. That's awesome. Um, there is actually a few things that you can pay for on that site. I did add some uh, Hurricane Katrina links and everything. For, you did not. I did that, too. That, put, that goes up automatically. No, I had an option of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Hey, all right. while he's getting the computer fixed up and we're talking about deformities, let me bring this up for a moment. Saw this girl. Uh, the world's smallest girl is proud of her size. She's one foot eleven inches tall and fifteen years old. Did you see this? The, yeah, she's creepy. There was a link uh, on, I believe it was Drudge this week, and she's a teenager. It's called Acrondroplasia. Yeah, I mean, everybody's seen something like this in, like, the Guinness Book of World Records book and everything. Over? I mean, yeah. she, she's in India, and I don't know what it is about India. And the other one was an Indian, too, the one in the Guinness Book of World Records. She was, you know, they, they always have them standing next to an actual, like, porcelain doll, kind of, for the, perspective. This, in this one, they have a photo of her, and she's, um, she's... Sitting, sitting next to a toddler. Yeah, ne- next to a baby. And, and the baby dwarfs her, mm-hmm. literally. She's fully grown and weighs 11 pounds. 11 pounds. Let's go to uh, Josie real fast. On line one, or is it Jose? Whatever. You're you're in the hideout of WJFK. What's up? Hey, it's Josie. Hey, Josie. I got a theory why she's a flatty. Okay. Keep her away from the ice cream and the milk, dude. Really? Yeah, it's all the hormones, baby. You go to the mall, sit in the, um, what do they call the place where everybody goes to eat? Food and the, the girls are fat and got no... You know, can I say no this on the radio? Thank you. Yeah. And the boys 
are all like bodyless, but they do have boobs. It's like all hormones. It's crazy. You know, she's right. You know, thank you for the phone call. She's very right about that. The, the flatty is a new phenomenon. You see it no, more often than no, not. No, 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 no. It is. You, you see it more often than you ever did before. No, 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 no. It's, it's not. Okay, you know, you're right. I mean, it, it may have happened in the past. Well, that's because, yeah. But it's, it, it's fairly new in how much you see it. Because flat-chested girls used to just be really, really skinny. Yeah, exactly. The flatties are the, the fat ones, the fat, uh, the, the, the fat flat-chested ones. Are are fairly new with how common they are. All right, let's get back to this. Uh, okay. This teenager with this, she's she's not even two feet tall, weighs eleven pounds, and she's fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the fact that she's actually happy with who she is. She's not all bummed out about it. Um, I'm the same as other people. I eat like you. I dream like you. I don't feel any different. She listens to pop music and watches DVDs. My question is. When she's 18, can you have sex with her? Or should you? Should you? Because essentially, it would be... Yeah, it, it looks like a kid. It looks like a very, very young kid. It looks like a three-year-old. But it's like it's not even like it looks like a three-year-old. It look, it's a toddler. Yeah. She's smaller than a toddler. Well, she's smaller than a toddler, but even even the way, like, you know, there, there's midgets that are small. But they look old, you gotta, so you can you can be cool doing that. But she doesn't. She hasn't even like really progressed physically to see past fo- a three year old. To see photos, go just like put into Google "world smallest girl proud of her tiny size." That's the title of this. That's the best thing. It's on the Telegraph. Uh, the Telegraph put this out. It's the Hideout One Hundred Six Point Seven WJFK Manassas, Washington D.C. And we'll take a break. I want to explore this more, and then we got to get my mom on the phone. Oh, we're able to take a break now. Yeah, we can break okay. now. Look at you. Getting in the legal idea. Yes, I didn't know if we were going to be able to get it in. Yeah, we sh- we'll break now. We'll come back. We may have to pick this up a little bit later on because I want to talk about this more. But I do need to yell at my mom in a moment. Uh, let me just tease what happened. I talked to my mom this week, and she tells me. I could tell the whole story. but Basically, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I'm with your little brother who's 17 years old. Lover boy. Where, where, where are you at? Doctor's office. Oh, Is he okay? Yeah, we're just checking up on his meds. His what? I put him on Adderall. He has ADD. Does he? What? How long? I start yelling at her. So I go, listen, I'm going to get the two of you on the phone, and I'm going to fix both of you on the show Saturday night. And and here's what she's done. I guess all of her teacher friends are listening right now online mm-hmm. on WJFK.com, and like they're all going to call in to defend her. Sure. Well, a field day with those. Yeah, her special ed friends. All right, so let's take a break and come back, and I want to talk to my mother and my little brother. And any of you other idiots who are thinking about that you have ADD. Or your kid has it. Or that you need Ritalin or Adderall or any of that kind of... If you aren't using it for recreation, then you shouldn't be using it at all. Exactly. It's the Hideout Hefan Dubs 106.7 WJFK. You're in the hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Oh, they're totally gay for each other. The hideout. with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other's screaming, a passion 
and Dubs 106.7 WJFK live on a Saturday night. Give us a call 800-636-1067. Oh, especially if you have a kid or if you are yourself on one of these ADD medications like Adderall or Ritalin. Uh, Ritalin. They don't do the Ritalin as much as they used to because that's become kind of a street drug at this point. Yeah, well, Adderall is too in yeah. Italy. Uh, oh, I know. And here. <laughs> Um, the instant messenger is hideout radio. I'll be logged back on in a second. I tried to go to our MySpace mm-hmm. and it crashed my computer. Yeah, this computer, my, over, your computer over there is got off. Yeah, and it's just anytime I I gotta learn. Every anytime I go to a MySpace on on this computer, it crashes. So I gotta stop it. There was a girl on the instant messenger that said, "Hey, um, tell Dubs if he ever gets back to VA, I'll go out with him." Yeah, and email I wa- me. I wanted to know if she was a flatty. Like you had been, like you took out this week, and yeah. I, and she just added us on our hideout MySpace page. So I was going to go check her out for you. Yeah, shoot something over to uh, mine as well, so we can check it out. Uh, MySpace.com slash JDubs five one seven, so we can check it out because he can't check it out over there. Anywho, uh, it is the hideout. What's wrong? What'd you do now? I'm just trying to log back in. Good luck. Yeah, now we're at. All right, there we go. Okay, so yeah, let me set this up for you. <clears throat> By the way, we're live, so uh, like like we said, participate if you like. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, hang back and listen to this. So, I uh, I call my mom, and my mom's been on this show numerous times, and it's various inceptions. Yes. Uh, some of them very harsh. We've some made her cry before. A couple of times, I mm-hmm. think. And I'm not going for that here. No. This right now is pure... I don't think we've ever actually gone for it. I mean, sometimes we're mean when not needed, but I don't think we ever went to make her cry. No, yeah, that was never the point of a bit, you mm-hmm. know? It was just... It just happened. Yeah. Uh, but my mom was a single mom who raised me, and eventually mm-hmm. I went and lived with my dad. Uh, nonetheless, Ma, Mom, are you on the phone? Ma? You there? Hey, Ma. Hi, son. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Good. It's How good. are you, Ma? You sound nervous. Of course I'm nervous. Anytime I talk to you, I'm nervous. Really? Like off the air or just on? I never know when you're recording me all the time. <laughs> that is true. Sometimes we'll call them off the air, our parents, and uh, record it. Anyway, so here's the deal. So earlier this week, I'm driving home for a very long day at the two jobs that I'm working. Mm-hmm. I like to chat with my mother. Usually we chat on Sundays, but occasionally during the hour commute home, I'll give her a shout, see what's up. And I'm talking to her, and uh, she says, I'm at the doctor's office. <clears throat> are, uh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm here with your little brother, lover boy. That's what he, we call him on this show, lover boy. 17-year-old, mm-hmm. about to turn 18, about to graduate from high school. Okay, uh, I'm here with lover boy. Oh, wow, what's wrong? Is he okay? Yeah, we're just checking up on his meds. Yeah, he's fine. He's just socially retarded. Yeah. <laughs> just checking up on his meds. What? You know, he has ADD and we put him on Adderall. <laughs> what? And I immediately scream at her, uh, 
what are you doing? Take him off those drugs immediately. Like now, tomorrow. Tell the doctor no, enough. She progresses to tell me, well, I saw an article in the paper, and you know oh. how he is, and I brought him into the doctor, and the doctor was hesitant but agreed. If the doctor's even hesitant, because he's trying to sell those meds anyway. Of course, that's, so where, he, that's, that's, he, he, that's where we're in now. The business of doctors now are just drug dealers. Mm -hmm. They're pushers. Which, you know, I can understand. I don't mind. but you Yeah, know. Dubs is a drug addict himself. Mm -hmm. Michael Hughes, huh? take note of that. I'd like to go solo. No. Uh, anyway, so Mother, are you there? Still listening. <laughs> is all that pretty much correct? Is that the way it happened? Well, I didn't get the information from the newspaper. I found it in... O online. A periodical. Mm-hmm. What is that? Well, I found it in educational leadership. It's, an, it's a, you know, part of my job. My co-teacher brought it to me, you know, to stay current, you know, since I'm a special education teacher. Mm -hmm. All right, so your whole thing was, hey... Um, Did you find it using the dummy decimal system? <laughs> All right, Mom, let me, so why do you think that my little brother has ADD, 17-year-old kid? I was reading the article, and, um, you know, usually at the elementary level, we deal more with the ADHD, with the hyperactive children. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. First of all, can kids not be kids? Nope. Can they not be hyperactive? I mean, nope. We're turning them into Dawn of the Dead, where they're just standing around staring at things like, uh, like uh, just retards. Yeah. So, uh, kids, they're 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 like puppies. They have energy. They need to burn off. Mm -hmm. And we have ad adapted our teaching styles for those needs. No, you've adapted your uh, your regiments to give them drugs to deal with those needs. <laughs> Okay, you tried going to school and working with some of these. I, they did it for many years. All right, let me say this. Let me let, let me say this, okay? Because I got a seventeen-year-old little brother, and I want you to. Is he there with you? He's right here. Is he? Can he pick up a phone and listen as well? I hear it on speaker. <laughs> oh, y'all! No wonder you sound up. Listen to him. That big, deep, booming voice, mm -hmm. uh, Mister Personality Lover Boy. All right, let me say this, okay? Let me break it down for the two of you, because here I have to be not only. A fantastic uh, talk show host. But now I'm going to be a big brother. Now I am going to say what everyone has needed to say for everybody so we can all be happy. Because, listen. Okay, I'm are not... you going to make your brother cry now? Yeah, I, that hopefully. Because uh, I'm here. Listen. Maybe you can finally show emotions through those the, that that drug haze you have him in. Exactly. Maybe he can feel something finally. Because, listen, I have saved lives. I don't know if you've heard about my religion, yardstickofdeath.com. It saved Dubs' life, and I recommend it for Adam. I mean, lover boy. I think you need to go buy a yardstick, a gun, and a bullet, and we're going to save this kid's life. But before I get to that, I want to comment. Yardstick, a gun, and a bullet? That's the yardstickofdeath.com. Go to it. You'll see how I'm saving Dubs' life, and I can save my little brother's. But you know what's not needed? A pill. And let me explain why. Because, lover boy, I know you. You're a 17-year-old kid, okay? You're a good kid. He's actually a really good kid. Mm -hmm. He's a good-looking kid, too. Yeah, stud. I don't know where he got it from. Must be his father. So... <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. So I see this kid, and every time I see him for the last five years or so, here's what lover boy does. He is online uh, with multiple windows open playing mm -hmm. World of Warcraft surfing the net, chatting with people. 
He's got his iPod in. He's watching TV at the same time. And using his uh, iPhone. Yeah, li- li- yeah, listening to the hideout, fine, whatever. Uh, listening to the show, watching television, eating uh, chips and cookies, and drinking sodas. Okay? This is this kid, this 17-year-old boy's life. All at one time. Uh, uh, literally, I've seen it uh, in front of me all at one time. Okay? So he's got all these stimuli coming in. He's all pumped up with sugar and bad stuff in his body mm-hmm. all, to begin with. That's all right? Because it was vacation and we're visiting. Uh, yeah, whatever. Because I know, I know that happens regardless. Because if it happens on vacation, then it happens normally. Okay? I know you. Your whole thing is I'm on vacation. I'm going to act this way. But you act that way anyway. It's just a way for you to be even more gluttonous. And the reason I know it is because I do it. All right? So, so now I've laid out... I've laid out Lover Boy's life, okay? Mm-hmm. Adam, is that your life? No. Oh, yes, it is. I know it is. I've seen it. Stop it. Stop. Highest cookies or candy anymore. All right. <laughs> for years. Okay. All right. Minus the cookies and candy. We'll go with the rest of the stimuli. Yeah, then fine. Everything else is the same. So then this kid, uh, after having all the sorts of stimuli, and by the way, this is no different than it is for anybody else, he then has to go to school, Okay. And sit in a classroom at 50 minutes at a time or an hour and a half at a time and listen to teachers drone on about stuff that he doesn't care about, that if they were on a YouTube video or if they were online, he would just hit that little X in the top of the screen and close them out. But he's stuck. He's forced to sit there. He's afraid of books. And you know why he's afraid of books is because... Uh, there's no real stimulation. He can't concentrate because every time he's online, you know, he's got all this stuff. He can't even focus on anything online. He's got the attention span in, of a gnat. Yeah, in the, in the attention uh, span era that we're living in, a book is way too much for anybody to dedicate themselves to. The newspaper to. now is way too much for people yeah. to dedicate themselves to. So now here's what is happening. And this all applies to you and it applies to everyone else who's listening. Here's what is happening now. Instead of sitting this kid down and saying, hey, dummy, and I'm doing this to you now, lover boy, so listen to this. Every time you hear the sound, that's me hitting you on the back of the head, slapping you on the back of the neck. Hey, dummy, uh, put down the iPhone, put down the iPod, get off the computer, uh, go outside, run around in circles, Play with a stick. Yeah. Play with play in the dirt. A drink water instead of sugar. And and get yourself right. And mom, Barack Obama said something this week and he was talking to you. Parents, if you don't parent, we can't improve our schools. You've got to parent. You've got to turn off the television set in your house every once in a while. You gotta put the video game away every once in a while. The last thing you need is if your children is misbehaving at school, don't curse out the teacher. You know who you are. It's not the teacher's fault your child's misbehaving. It starts at home. And it starts at home for both of you. Mom, you're being lazy, and you figure the the cure for this kid is a pill. And it's wrong. And this pill is bad. Now I will allow you to retort. Well, son. We have to go to break. So, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I am not believing you. I, as an educator and a mother, I it was not an easy decision well, to make to put Adam to put him on 
on this medication. Mm-hmm. I researched it. I read it, and and I found that all of these indicators. Did you find it at Pfizer.com? Yeah, is that where you went to, I Merrick? Read it, and, and, and like I said, first I read it in the periodical. Then I did my research Ugh. on the computer. I found the Mayo Clinic information, and 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 then I went to to go uh, see our, his physician. And, and you, I talked to her about it. And see, here's what here's what you don't get though. Any of these studies, anything you see, and this is the problem when people don't question things that they read or question authority. You know where a lot of these studies come from. You know how a lot of them are. are are funded by the drug companies. They're funded by them because they want you to make they want you to think that it is okay to keep the kid on it. That's what they want you to do. You mean you want him to be on a pill they, for the rest of his life? It's a stimulant. You know it's a street I drug in Italy. It and you do not stay on it for the rest of your life. You take it as needed. Uh, do, you, do you know what happens when you try to come off of it and the withdrawals that you go through and how some people get suicidal? You know about this? Did, 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 did you press this research? Did they tell you about that? That was not one of the side effects listed. Yeah, well, it is. We went to go. In fact, when we were at the doctor's office when you called, we were there for the two-week follow-up where she, where she you know, examined him, talked to him about how he was feeling, how it was working for him. When I went to the physician, I actually went so she could refer us to a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist to get more information. Well, listen, here's here's what they should have prescribed: fresh air. Yeah, fresh air, a little dirt. Rub some dirt on it. You're too clean, lover boy. All right, let me ask you: Do you feel better? Do you feel better? I'm talking to you, kid. About what? Do you feel better now that you're on these pills? I don't take it every day. I was just at school. When do when do you take them? In the morning. Does it help you? Yeah, a little. How does it help you? I don't wander, and I not my mind isn't. You sound like a robot. <laughs> you do. <laughs> he's always sounded like a robot, and he's got allergies right now. All right, mom, I got someone that wants to talk to you on line two. Ben, can we conference them? Sideshow. Hey, this is Ben. I just uh, wanted to talk about the uh, the effects of Adderall and okay. how they got to that uh, conclusion. Go ahead. Basically, uh, the DSM-4 is created by a group of psychologists who are paid off by the uh, pharmaceutical companies who vote on what is or is not a uh, real illness. So they vote on whether or not ADD is actually real, and they don't even look into the scientific reasoning behind it. Thank you for the phone call, and you're right, Ben. Listen, Mom, I, I hate to tell you, we're in the hideout now, so we could talk about this. What they're doing over at the FDA, they're a bunch of crooks. They're crooks, and they don't care about you. They're there. There's a bottom line. Yeah, they're there to help out big business. And I can't believe you fell for this. It's my little brother, Adam, or lover boy, whatever, you, <laughs> dummy. Stop with the pills. Because you know it's just a stimulant. Hey, Mom, I got something that can make him feel really good, and he'll stay up, and he'll be able to focus. It's called cocaine. And it's just another variation of Adderall. Actually, I'll test that one. Yeah, Dubs knows he's done it. What? <laughs> how about, hey, how about this? He's sleepy all the time. Mom, what, you're having problems with sleep apnea. And you're, you're overweight and you're trying to, you're trying to fix it. 
I got a great cure for you. It's called meth. Or if you, you may lose a few teeth, but hey. And you know what? If you don't go with meth, and I'm sure they can go and prescribe something just like it for you. Why on earth would you think the fix is in a pill, Mom? Ma? I'm 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 pondering your question. If this medication helps and sustain, and and when necessary, shift <sighs> focus and stay focused and work with a short-term memory and accessing information, and it, and if that succeeds, let me let me uh, let me ask this: it, Isn't that a problem that probably ninety percent of kids have because they're kids, and it, it's not. It's not a natural thing for human beings or anybody to be sitting in a place that they aren't interested in and trying to pay attention to stuff that just doesn't matter. So it's almost a defense mechanism to not be interested. Of course. So why force yourself you to know, be... Let me tell you what's going on here. Let me okay. tell you the real thing that's going on here. By the way, it's the Hideout Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. we got people lined up that want to talk about this. Talking to my mother and my little brother. My mother puts my little brother on Ritalin. I'm sorry, Adderall, the new Ritalin. Let me tell. And he's there, and he he knows this, so I'll explain it. Big brother, I'll talk to him like he should. They're worried that Adam is too different, and by different, there was this whole thing about him in prom. The kid, he's kind of quiet, you mm-hmm. know. He's just one of those kids that hasn't come out of his shell yet, and he will. He will eventually, but they're worried that he's different. Are, are you worried Columbine different? or No, that's the other little brother who looks like he's ready to go shoot a school. Okay. And we'll deal with him in two years. <laughs> but you're just worried. Listen, the kid I is... Not, we are not worried that Adam is different. You are, because they've They're had the conversations. He's different. He huh? more than any of our children. Tell, be honest and tell him, look him in the eye and say, son... You're different. We're worried that you're different, and we wish you were normal like your big brother. Adam, we're happy with who you are. Then stop then, putting them yeah. on pills. Don't change them with pills. If you are off the drugs, and I, I look him in the eye every day, and I ask him how, how he, how his day was, how it went, how it affected him, and you I look ask him to tell me what it's doing to him. Does he answer like RoboCop? Because that's what I'm hearing. Well, he talked How? He didn't change his speech patterns, no. Listen, Mom. Let me explain my... I want to reiterate my disappointment. Do you need to send the kid out here so I can straighten him out? Because I will. I'll get him an internship. I'll kick Dubs out. Hmm? <laughs> and I'll straighten the kid out. Because you know what? You know what goes first? The video games go first. Because that was distracting me up until about a month, uh, a year ago. And then after the video games go, the sugar goes. And then after the sugar goes, uh, we minimize the time on the Internet. And guess what? We go for walks, and we meet people, chicks or dudes, whatever whatever you're into. We're not going to judge. We love you regardless. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, let's take some phone calls. And you're sitting here, you're laughing, but I'm serious. I want the kid off the Adderall immediately. And you're going to see the withdrawal that I'll go through. I've only been like three weeks. I haven't been taking it for five years or ten years. It don't matter. It happens. Oh, yeah, just like with people who just start taking other drugs. Or even smoking. I try smoking for three weeks. See how easy it is to quit. Oh, you know, I just started doing heroin a couple weeks ago. I'll be fine. It's the same thing. 
Let me talk to some other people. Let's see if they agree with me or with others, or with my mom here who's wrong. Uh, Jamie, on line one, you're in the hideout on WJFK. Hey, what's up, fellas? Yo, yo. yo. I'm a child of Ridland. When you ask him how his day is going, does he respond, like, in a monotone voice? Because all this stuff doesn't turn you into a zombie. Of course he's focusing. He's doing nothing else. He's got no thought in his mind except for the one that he's focused on right then. And it's, it's a horrible drug. I was on it from the time I was in second grade until I was 17. And it destroyed me when I got off of it. It was the worst withdrawal I've gone through. And I have withdrawn from heroin, cocaine, you name it, I've withdrawn from it. That was the worst withdrawal I've ever gone through. Thank it is terrible, terrible drug. Get him off of it. I have three kids. And I had I just recently had a psychiatrist tell me that one of the kids needs Adderall or Ritalin, and I took him to I took him to another psychiatrist. Exactly. Thank you, thank you, Jamie, and best of luck. Mother, did you hear that? Do you want that for your little boy? Look, do I'm um, withdrawing from cocaine and uh, heroin a few. Years do you want to look him in the eye and say, "Listen, I want you to go through the withdrawal. I want you to be like train spotting, where I have to lock you in a room and you're throwing up and making messing yourself and you're just drinking." Tomato soup and seeing dead babies crawl on the ceiling. Do you want that of your son? I'm going to start taking it with him and go through withdrawal with him. <laughs> You're a psychopath. You teach children? Not really. Yeah, no, no, not you know, real kids. no, that's the thing. She doesn't want to. That's the point. I don't want to teach children, so I want to put them on pills. Paul, on line two, you're in the hideout with my mother in WJFK. What's up, guys? Hey, yep. I'm a special ed teacher in high school, and I am standing up and applauding for everything El Jefe is saying. The problem with kids these days is that we took away the switch or the paddle, and we replaced it with the video game and the television. Now kids are fat, they're hyper because they don't play anymore, and people, you know, they just want to fix it with a pill. It's not that easy. You need to, you know, parent like you're supposed to. Get your kids outside. I mean... Al, you got it straight. You know what's up. All right. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. I have to agree with our buddy here. And I'm glad to see he's back. Athlete. He was a soccer player. That's not enough. That's what not enough. I mean, that's not enough. That's not enough. The kid needs to be outside. You know, he needs I mean, to be outside right now. You know, let me listen. This is what my high school years were like. I'd wake up in the morning, go work out for an hour, go to school. I'd come home. I'd be playing outside until the sun went down. That was me. Here, here's the problem. Too. That's when I was skinny too, and I had a whole bunch of girls, and well, life was great. That's the thing. That's the <laughs> now thing. look at me, fat and balding, yelling at my mother on the radio. Jesus, I've fallen. With the internet, you don't have to leave the house to stalk girls. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. That's why I used to leave the house is to go walk by girls' house to see if they were outside and say. Ooh, I didn't know you were going to be out here. Yeah, I used to. I just walk back and forth in front of their house like a psychopath. I rode my bike for yeah, five so miles. I turned him into a stalker now. Yes. yes. Uh, that's the Every way. kid's a stalker. Instead of my stalking on MySpace, you do like I did and ride from from West Chase or Westchester over to Trailhood to see if Becky Burdick would happen to be outside. Five miles I would ride to see this. I'm getting this on the instant messenger. My buddy was on Adderall. Put yeah, him in a coma. Four dollars a gallon now. I'm glad. No, ride a bike. Tell the kid to Pedal. walk. <laughs> All right, here I got another one. Listen to this. Okay, I want people to side with me. <laughs> no, uh, listen. They won't. You can call they, some people not siding with me. I'm trying to get through to you. Here I got another one over here. This is from uh, Nug Huffer on the instant messenger. I think he's a doctor. Mm-hmm. 
Tell Loverboy he's wasting it if he doesn't crush it up and snort it. All right, that's that's how true. I, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's a capsule. Well, you, oh, you can pop the capsule open, pour the powder out, and do your thing. I'm not going to tell you how to take your pills, though. Fez's straight says, listen, why can't we just suffocate him with a pillow and save a lot of money and time? <laughs> what? I'm starting to agree. Okay, we're going to hang up on this. Why? Talk to somebody that's on my side. There's no going in on your side. I want to hear. I, oh, I will open the phone lines. Uh, I think Sideshow... Um, I think we have someone that agrees with my mom. If you maybe want to punch up line five, it looks like there's someone there that agrees with my mother. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh. All right. No, here we go. They're on line two. Here we go. Oh, oof. No one really agreeing with you, Mom. Okay. Lover boy, how do you feel on this stuff? <laughs> Thank you, Sideshow. Uh, let me ask my little brother. How do you, you feel okay on it? A lot. Yeah, see, he... <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is a question. How does it make you feel? How does what make me feel? The conversation or the medicine? Conversation. Let's go with that. Uh, do, you th uh, do, do you think I'm being rough on you? Uh, on mom, not me. I don't know. Do you know that I love you? You know I love you, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> You know, I genuinely want what's best for you. And so do I. Why do you think I don't want what's best? Because you want, you know, you don't want what's best. You want what's easiest. You want what's easiest for him. You want what's easiest for your uh, for your little retard students that you that you teach in special ed. You want what you? I know you, mother. How do you deal with all the shedding that goes on in your class? No, no, he said shedding. By the way, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like hair falling off. Yeah. Um, because I know you, Mother, and you're always looking for the easy way. And the pill is the easy way. I, I beg to differ. That is not true. All I want is what is best for my son. He was the one that came to me two years ago and said this. And that's when you should have said enough already with the video games. Uh -huh. um, and what did I tell you? What did I tell you two years ago? What in, in fact, God damn it, I'm a soothsayer. Because I saw this coming, and I told you then, get the kid off the internet. Get the kid off the World of Warcraft hey, and the video games. Hey, Ma? Yes? Do you think uh, Hefe over there should have been on these pills growing up? I think what? Do you think Hefe over there should have been on these pills growing up? Do you think it would have helped him? He didn't need them. Sure I did. But you know what? He, he, I, I really didn't spend very much time with him from the age of 11 to 30. Hmm. Yeah, and guess what I was going through? I was depressed. You know, I was depressed. I hated myself because I was touched by a fat girl when I was a kid. <laughs> that still makes me laugh. Shut up. That never happened. It did happen. There you go. Why are you denying it? Yeah, she's denying it. Like, you didn't know what happened. Like, I can't even look at baby powder anymore because I know what it did to me. Oh, please. <laughs> and so I know these things. But guess what? Did I ever turn to a pill? No, 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 no. I didn't turn to a pill. You turned I, to a hamburger. Exactly. I looked at gravy and said, this is my escape. You never liked gravy. <laughs> All right. And speaking of, this kid eats more than you ever thought of eating. Yeah, because he's different, because he's got a high metabolism, because he's got a lot of energy. Not because he's <laughs> ADD. All right, I, listen, I've, I've had enough. I'm bored now. 
Okay, let's pop you a pill then. I wish. But you know what? I don't give up that easily. Pills are for quitters. And I mean that. You're popping a pill, you quit on life. And that's what's happening. And that's what I want. I don't want for my little brother. He's different. He's going to he's gonna go through life. Eventually, he's going to figure it all out. And he's going to be happy. It takes a little time. You aren't supposed to be happy as a kid. You're supposed to be miserable. And you're supposed to be depressed. You're supposed to be a psychopath stalker. And get him off, get him off the sugar, and get him off the uh, the extra stimuli. And enough already. Yes, dear. You're not going to do it though, because that's hard. Adam, do you want to do it? No. <laughs> of course not. See, Jesus. I okay. am happy with my life and how it is or what. I'm not miserable. But we are going to take you off the iPod and the iPhone and the Internet and the <laughs> I don't game. listen to my iPhone or anything. Are See, we... he's arguing with Jarls. We're totally taking you off everything. There, does oh. that make you happy? Mm-hmm. No, because you're not going to do it. And because it's, it's too it's too late now, he's addicted. He's not addicted. It is not it is not an addictive medication. Of course it is. It's it's essentially an amphetamine. Oh Jesus, what are these people telling you? All right, Ma, I gotta let you go. Now it's breaking my heart. Lover boy, I love you. I love you. I ain't one talking to you, I was talking to him. Oh. <laughs> Lover boy, I love you. Please go get some exercise and do something right for yourself. And the main thing you need to do, when mom tells you to do something, you do the opposite. Thank you. Do something healthier for yourself. Find a very psychotic relationship with a girl. That'll take your mind off all things uh, Adderall and uh, iPod and all that kind of stuff. Just become completely obsessed with a girl that's way out of your league. Or a boy, whatever. I whatever, don't judge. Whatever you got, you know. <laughs> Let me ask you this, lover boy. I got you on, mm. and well, I got to be careful. How I ask it, but you're a 17 year old kid. You're my little brother. You doing things with yourself yet? Goodbye. You diddling? You inappropriate with yourself yet? What? Have you? Uh, uh, do you? Uh, do you take long showers with yourself? <laughs> no. You don't do that. No. All right, give the kid some drugs. Yeah. He, he's Something's wrong. Yeah. I, I couldn't stop when I was that age. Of course not. I had marked my territory everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right. Goodbye. All right, my love. Hey, how come none of your teacher friends called in to defend you? Are they listening? Maybe they couldn't find you. Even we couldn't find you. WJFK.com. It's not that hard. We're on there. Actually, we're on Yardstick of Death. That's mine. That's where you need to be. That's what he needs to learn. Mm-hmm. That's his. That's his cure all. All right, mom. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm getting this. Adam or lover boy, if you need some extra um, money, apparently you can sell these pills for two bucks each at school and make a pretty good little living. Yeah. <laughs> but you are them. terrible. Well, that's the truth. Dubs takes it recreationally. I do not. Okay, we're gonna mail them to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I love you, Ma. Love you, too. Love you, lover boy. Love you, too. All right, love you, Ma. Bye. Bye. Jesus Christ. Holy cow.
Am I wrong here? No. You did do you hear? Listen. Uh, I listen to my mom and I wonder, listen, how is it that people get suckered into this and they read it? And that's the whole problem with this country. The FDA isn't looking out for us. All these people that are putting together these studies and stuff, they're all supported by the drug companies. Now, you may think that this is a fairly new thing, Adderall and these other drugs. I found a, because uh, I knew we were going to talk about this, so I did a little research on this, and I found a PSA from the 1950s mm-hmm. for a drug called Ataraxium. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. All right. 1950s PSA on Ataraxium, an uh, uh, anti-ADD type thing. Some attempts at relaxing prove quite taxing. No joking, the effort may be most provoking. You know, I was as tense as you before I learned to relax. Some people find relaxing very taxing. Forever in a hurry. All they do is worry, worry, worry. (laughs) It's got awful. Are you tense, anxious, worried? Always yeah, tired, boy back on can't us. fall asleep. Are you afraid you're losing your grip? No matter who you are, you'll feel better and live better when you learn to relax. Chapter 1. Understanding your tensions. To understand how tension affects you, make believe a mosquito is buzzing around the back of your hand. Hear it? See it? And these are the kind of things that they still use on people. These, these odd tests don't make anybody tense. Right. Right there over your knuckle. Now get ready to swat that mosquito as soon as it likes. Watch closely. It hasn't slipped yet, but it will, and it will sting. Hear it buzz? Are you set to squash it, eager to whack it to kingdom come? Is your hand quivering, your teeth clenched, your eyes staring, your brow wrinkled? Suppose it never alights. Suppose you stayed like this for hours, forever, with only that awful buzz, buzz, buzzing. Wouldn't you be worried, anxious, fearful, tense, irritated, exhausted? There, that's how tension works. Mentally and physically, you're so keyed up, you're a wreck. But look, the mosquito's flying away. It's vanished, gone forever. You can forget it. You can relax. As for everything else, the Greeks had a word for this mental and physical state of bliss. Ataraxia was the term they chose to use for the opposite of anxiety, fatigue, and blues. Ataraxia means peace of mind, and that, even more than money, is what most of us want to find. Today, medical science recognizes that some folks aren't helped by relaxing exercises. In cases of difficult tension and nervous apprehension... Doctors are now prescribing an ataraxic medicine. It makes those who fear they're about to quit feel like they're ready to begin, bidding their darkened spirits goodbye for the calming peace of a cloudless sky. Everything's a doctor's Seuss's world. Have learned the secret of mastering our moods. So that's the ataraxium. 
And, and actually, I saw another one emailed to me. It's a hideout half fan dubs. Jesus, my little brother gonna go on, went on Adderall. Oh wow. What's this? This one? is a quick one for I guess it's lithium. Are you feeling stressed, overwhelmed? Through the 40s and the 50s, there have been many problems affecting the master race. Whether it be civil rights, equality in the workplace, or an unfavorable new neighbor. Well, I'm proud to present lithium ethnic cleansing for your mind. <laughs> what? What is that? Lithium. Hold on. Ethnic cleansing for Did he for say for mind. the master race? Yes. Play that one again. Actually, I'm uh, I'm all for lithium now. Wait, wait a Sold second. Me. Hold on. Let me hear it. Are you feeling stressed, overwhelmed? Through the 40s and the 50s, there have been many problems affecting the master race. Whether it be civil rights, equality in the workplace, or an unfavorable new neighbor. Well, I'm proud to present lithium. Ethnic cleansing for your mind. For your mind. I have a feeling that one's not real. Let's take a break and come back. Real or not, I'm a fan. Uh, I'll, uh, we'll uh, we'll come back with you. We got a lot of audio to get to. We got we're gonna talk to Joe Joe Radio coming up at nine o'clock. And I got a pile of stuff here I want to uh, share with you. So we'll take a quick break. Come back with your phone calls. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I don't think I cured anything. I don't think I cured the kid. I don't think it helped. No. I don't think they think I was serious because we did it on the air. Well, you did it off there, too. I heard you. Whatever. Just let them be another statistic with the drug companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the billions of dollars they're making off these kids with these pretend made-up things like ADD. I can't believe the uh, insurance companies are letting this go. You think those would be the people who are like, hey, they're hold all, on. They're all in cahoots. It's the hideout, Hefe. Yes. Well, you got me in the 50s mindset. <laughs> It's the hideout, Hefe and Dubs. They're, they're, they got us by our purse strings, Hefe. They're purse strings. 106.7 WJFK. Hideout. Prostitutes, pimps, gamblers. A terribly sad indictment of our society. You're in the hideout. An appeal to the sodomists. The hideout with El Hefe and J Dubs. With its overtones of bestiality. The hideout. Back in the hideout. Hour three, Saturday night, half and dubs, 106.7 WJFK. How you doing tonight, sweetie? You talking to me or the listener? You. You know, we started the show with a tribute to Don Geronimo, mm-hmm. a mentor, and, you know, just did his last show at the Don and Mike show, and just heard the promo for the Michael Mara show starting um, on Monday. So we started with some radio stuff. I think I want to end with some radio stuff. Okay. Now or... No, before the, before we end the show. Okay. Like, remind me the last ten minutes. I want to talk about something that is posted on our web board, hideoutheretics.net. Okay. I think someone that was a friend called us out. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm pretty sure he did as well. So you know, I don't care. No, 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 you know, but it does disappoint me. Yeah, like I, it, anybody can say that about us, or you know, infer that about us. Right, I don't care. But when it's someone that we considered a friend, like doing a, it, like a legitimate friend, yeah, and it's done in the paper, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think I want to talk about like, that. If it was someone we didn't know uh, personally, right, and didn't hang out with but, personally, and, and we'll get into this later. But that's that, it. Kind of will bring the show around full circle mm-hmm. because I talked about there being a lot of idiots who don't get it in radio, mm-hmm. and I I misjudged this guy. I thought I, he got you it. You know, I I I went back and forth on him. Mike, you know, he does get it. He's smart. He's definitely smart enough to get it at one point, but right now, no. Some people just do not understand this business, and to say something like that, I'm I'm going to go ahead because I know where I'm at and I'm comfortable where I'm at and mm-hmm. where we're going. That I'm going to rip him. Okay. And also to uh, that whole building, okay. I think needs a ripping. Okay. I'm down with you, but we'll save that for a bit. Any of you listening online, you may want to let them know that in about, uh, I don't know, 40 minutes, SBK is about to get his. And we'll explain it all then. Uh, in the meantime, J-Dubs, we did talk about Don. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got done talking to my mother about putting my little brother on Adderall. And let's, let's hit up some of the stuff that was uh, big news this week, I guess. All There's right. a lot of stuff that I really wanted to talk about. I didn't... I didn't anticipate those things going as long as they did. So, and that's why I don't want to talk about that now, because then I'll do an hour on yeah, it. Yeah, so well, I'd, I'd rather get, I'd rather get, I'd rather save that for the end of the show and give you guys some quality, uh, newsy content here. Understood. One of the big things that made national news this week mm-hmm. uh, was actually close to where we are, and that was the YouTube be- beatings, where you had a girl who was lured by six other girls in high school. They pummeled this chick. Also, they could put it up on MySpace and YouTube while a couple of dirt stashes stood outside. They, they wanted watching. a viral video. That's exactly what they were looking for, a viral video. And, I mean, it, it made for fantastic talk. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of an update on this story. And it even, this ties in perfectly to what I was talking to my mom about, too, man. Let's, uh, here's a hideout download for you. On their own videotape, six Polk County girls laughed in another girl's face as they beat her so badly she was hospitalized. Today in court, they hung their heads in shame, though one managed to crack a smile in front of the judge. Not only will the girls be tried as adults for their videotaped attack, they also will have a hard time getting out of jail. Good evening, I'm Marty Salt. I'm Bob Opsall. We sent Channel 9's Eric Rasmussen to the Polk County Courthouse to cover today's bond hearing. And Eric, the judge made a pretty strong statement to the kids and their families. She did. Judge Angela Cowden essentially doubled the normal bond for all 18s in this case. Each is now held on anywhere from thirty-one dollars to $37,000 for kidnapping and battery. And today, many of their parents told us they simply can't afford to get them out. More than one parent came out of a Polk County courtroom sobbing. People like Mary Nichols learned getting her 17-year-old granddaughter Mercedes out of jail would now take serious money. I don't have money to bond her out. Six teenage girls and two boys are accused of orchestrating this videotaped beating of 16-year-old Victoria Lindsay last month. Now they appeared by video in court where a judge decided they should all be held on more than $30,000 bond for battery and kidnapping charges that could carry a maximum life sentence. Three of the girls are also accused of tampering with a witness, including 17-year-old Brittany Hardcastle, who prosecutors described as one of the most active participants. You know, it's interesting about this, too. When mm-hmm. you watch the video and one of the girls is in court, 
she can't stop giggling while the judge is chastising her. And it, you wonder why these girls got such a harsh uh, uh, bond raised for them and everything. They, they're, they're asses. They have no idea. They were like, hey, am I going to be able to go to cheerleading practice later? I guess we're not going to the beach this weekend. When they were in jail. They were saying that? Yes. It was one of these odd situations I don't know if they didn't realize what they were doing was, like... How serious the situation is? Right. But Have you ever seen... And I know you have, but if you haven't... The movie Bully is exactly what these kids are going through. It was a movie about how the, this group of kids um, killed one of their friends, and then they were in uh, courtrooms and everything, kind of goofing off and fighting amongst each other, not really knowing the severity of the... the the situation they were in yeah it's just really funny man because i know you saw the video this chick is just getting pummeled and they it's like it's not even real to them because it happened online i hope they get like 25 years they could get life i think it'd be fantastic they don't deserve to get out participants in the beating her mother didn't want to talk about it we have death threats on us okay leave us alone the victim's parents watched intently in court but said no. oh poor you leave us alone right hey, there's a video of your daughter of your blood the thing you raised the beast that you raised just pummeling a girl that didn't have it coming it wasn't something well they like- say it all started over myspace trash talking and a text message trash talking but it happens. That's the kind of stuff that just happens. Mm-hmm. As a kid, you trash talk. You write little notes about other people. You always, you're always getting into some sort of trouble. Thing after it was over, and while some seem to blame technology for their children's situation, I hate the internet. I uh, hate it. Others I, like this, this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about. These parents that blame the internet. They don't. They can't blame themselves and their inability to raise a child. The internet didn't beat up your. Didn't uh, beat up the kid. Your kid didn't was stupid enough and didn't know enough from you that they put it online. But that's the problem. Whether they blame the internet or they're like my mom putting the kid on a pill. They don't understand what the root problem is. Guess what the root problem is? It's you. Eighteen year old Steven Shoemaker's father turned his anger to Polk County Sheriff Grady <laughs> Judd, who decided to release the video. Anybody see a trend here? Yeah. Anybody see a trend in just passing the buck and putting the blame on other things? It is now under a gag order by the court. Grady Judd, our great sheriff, he made a mountain out of a molehill with all these trumped up charges for these kids. Trumped up. Now, the judge also the set up some strict rules if any of these kids is able to come up with the money. I don't think it's even possible to trump up the charges Listen, because I, I it's can't. on video. I you can't. can't trump up charges that there's absolute proof of. You know, a lot of times you like to say it's the kid's fault. It's the kid's fault. No, it's not. It's these dirt stashes raising these animals. Yeah. That's where it all lies. Some animals need to be put down. It's time. To get out of jail, they cannot return to Mulberry High School. They can't use internet chat sites like MySpace or YouTube, and there is a strict curfew that essentially places them on house arrest, even if they do get out. We're live in Polk County. Eric Rasmussen, Channel 9 Eyewitness News. Thank you, Eric. How about you? Do you think kids should be tried as adults, these kids in particular? Mm-hmm. You can go to the 9 Wants to Know section of WFTV.com and it's, vote. It's time to, to start charging of- toddlers as adults. Let's do it. Let's really teach them a lesson. I, I don't think there should be a uh, difference. And, and I used to think, you know, all right, you have to charge a kid different than an adult. 
It's case by case. I don't think there should be a blanket rule. You have to do it case by case. Oh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes the kids, you know, honestly can't be as much to blame as an adult would be. In this case, absolutely they are. See, here's what's interesting, though, is, like, I don't think, I don't think this is a, um, an issue where you could really, how could you think any way else than it's these parents' fault for raising these animals? Like, I always blame, I always blame not the dog, but the dog owner. Mm-hmm. Like it's the oh, without a doubt. it's the dog owner's fault that you got a pit bull that's ripping babies' faces off because they probably or t- it's the baby's fault. I think it's the, the baby was sometimes the baby can't off. antagonize. I understand. Yeah. Sometimes you see a baby and you just want to punch it. I get that. Mm-hmm. That's real life. Can but I, uh, can but I uh, listen to these parents one more time, real quick? All right. Uh, Fez is straight. Brings up a good point. Wasn't J Dub's bullying and yes. Um, but I've never physically assaulted someone and put it on YouTube. But you would have been the kid that was lured into the house and got your ass I'm whooped. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know what? Let me tell you this. And this is where these kids are idiots now. At the very least, if you're a parent, you could say, hey, look, okay, you want to beat them up out on the schoolyard or whatever? Fine. But don't videotape it and put your crime up online. <laughs> I mean, come on. These kids are idiots nowadays. They do that all the time. I I see this all the time of a kid getting busted uh, for, you know, drug use because he's got a 420 sticker and uh, uh, a a video or a picture of himself smoking a joint on his MySpace page. I know one of the things I'm going to do as a parent is I'm going to teach my kid the proper way to dispose of a body. And that's what I think is lacking in parenting nowadays. How to help your kid get away with a crime. This is where the parent is. Who prosecutors described as one of the most active participants in the beating. Her mother didn't want to talk about it. We have death threats on us, okay? Leave us alone. The victim's parents watched intently in court but said nothing after it was over. And while some seem to blame technology for their children's situation. I hate the internet. I hate it. Others, like 18-year-old Stephen Shoemaker's father, turned his anger to Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd who decided to release the video and is now under a gag order by the court. Grady Judd, our great sheriff, he made a mountain out of a molehill with all these trumped-up charges, but he's good. And that, Dad, I know this doesn't mean anything, but I saw a bunch of videos of him this week, and he's standing on his porch wearing a Pink Floyd (laughs) T-shirt. Just a degenerate father who hasn't grown up either. Yeah. That's where it all is. I love it, though. I love this stuff. Just because you see, man, I'm mm. telling you, we're in end times. <laughs> Alicia Keys is right. We're in end times. You heard about Alicia Keys, right? Yeah, that was a big story today, actually. She's talking to conspiracies. Where is that? I got that around here somewhere. Here it is. Alicia Keys says that she told Blender Magazine gangster rap was a ploy to convince black people to kill each other. Gangster rap didn't exist. She's right. <laughs> How is she right? Yeah, gangs and gangster rap didn't didn't happen in the black community. It was I mean, gang- it was planted there by the CIA. Thank you very much. Another one of her theories was that the bicoastal feud between slain rappers like Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. fueled by the government and the media to stop another great black leader from existing. Yeah, Biggie and Tupac were going to be those great black leaders. They, She's right. I, I saw a lot of Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X and those two. They were... I'm telling you, it was the DOJ that gave Easy aids 
Otherwise, we'd have had our great black leader. I think leader. it actually is the D-O-double-G who gave him AIDS. 800-636-1067. Hefe and Dubs in the hideout. I'm telling you, man. Alicia Keys is right. These parents are wrong. You got any more audio over there yes, for me? Yes. Uh, this is probably my favorite in a long, long time. A man has been, uh, I don't know, chastised and uh, kind of uh, uh, stopped from wearing a skirt while he rides his riding lawnmower. He's been riding, uh, riding lawnmower with a skirt on and no underwear, letting his twig and berries breathe. And uh, neighbors have gotten pretty pissed. And listen to this professional newscast about the, the situation. News this morning of battles brewing in Clinton, Louisiana. Jay Herod says a medical condition forces him to wear a skirt while mowing his lawn. But the city says it's indecent exposure. <laughs> yeah, I say. We had to blur it out there. And uh, they ordered him to stop doing it. Herod suffers from heat rash, apparently, and says the skirt... <laughs> Okay, get this. I'm not making this up. The skirt helps allow the sweat to evaporate. He'll take his bike yeah. to wear a skirt to the city council later on yeah. today. And, uh, okay. I'm too sexy for my yard. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> exactly. These these newscasters are doing commentary. It's, it's not a newscast anymore. No, it, it, well, it is infotainment. Yeah, it's so far from professional news. Right. The skirt helps allow the sweat to evaporate. He'll take his bike yeah. to wear a skirt to the city council later on yeah. today. And, uh, what is she I'm doing? She's sexy for my yard. <laughs> Where's this? What do you think Something's about that, Chris? Louisiana. <laughs> I had to pixelate the man. Don't get any ideas. That's why I stand like this at the weather wall. <laughs> you know oh, why geez. he wears a skirt, Bill? No, I don't. He's Scottish. Scottish, That's of course. Nasty. Oh, they're just having Everything's Scottish. Oh, they're just yucking it up. Uh, <laughs> wow. How bad is that? <sighs> well, listen. What do you expect anymore? Whenever they go off that script, they just can't do anything. No, I think I should have gone into television. Seems like if you can ad-lib in television, you're a star. Oh, yeah. None of these people can. You see, Katie Kirk might be getting the boot now. Uh, I heard she might be quitting. Why would you quit a gig like that? Wouldn't you make them fire you and pay you out? You'd think so. I mean, I know she works for but our company, CBS, but she probably wants to save face, though. Because if you get fired, whatever. I mean, I mean it, people already know it didn't do well. It was. A, it's in basically the same position it was before she took over, third place. Right. I mean, what? Been in third place the whole time. She what? didn't lose a lot. No. They just thought she would be the savior. And they thought a woman, just like, you know, if a woman gets to be president, they think that's going to change everything. Same thing. It's not going to change anything. Ooh, that's a good point. Should we point at Kurt, Katie Kirk as a reason not to vote for Hillary? Yes. They both have those thick ankles. Look out in the skirt. Right. Imagine the two of them doing stuff with each Scissor. other. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Those, those I thick thighs. I don't think they're flexible enough. Oh, yeah. They would, they would stop right, a calf. All right, all right, yeah, right, they're right, just right. a calf that's, bump. That's enough. Just thinking about that. Ugh. <laughs> Do you think, though, Katie Kurt, that sets back women? You know what I mean? No, not really. I mean... Let me ask you this. Do you think Americans are ready to look at anyone else than a, 
like an old white dude to give them news? No, but do you think they ever will be? There's yeah, of course. Sometime it'll work, but I mean, it it still hasn't worked in late night TV. You know who uh, I think should be doing news? Who? Paul Mooney. That would be interesting. That's a guy I want delivering my CBS news to me. Paul Mooney. That'd be great. I think they should just let him go, uh, like, unhindered, too. Yeah. Just, like, dropping M-bombs. <laughs> well, I can do that. This chick online really wants you, man. Tell her to... Get a hold of you? Yeah, myspace.com slash jdubs517. <sighs> I guess there are people upset about Obama and his comment. I think he says something about, like, he understands why white people are all upset and bitter. Mm-hmm. He should know. Why wouldn't he know if white people are, like, where their anger and stuff comes from? I don't know, man. I, who are you voting for? Have you decided? Yeah, McCain. Really? 100%. I'm not, there's nothing really that can take me off that. What if he was the one tapping next to uh, Senator Larry Craig? That's fine. I don't care about that. What if McCain was a bottom? Would you still McCain vote? McCain being a bottom. He's a war hero. I don't want you to talk about him being a bottom. You can talk about him... Being manly and butch and, uh, yeah, giving it all day long. Don't talk about him being a bottom. Hmm. He can't lift his arms. All right, but if he was a bottom, you'd still vote for him? That old bottom. Think about that, though. Because <laughs> you said there's nothing at all that would keep you from voting for I, McCain. I would vote for him if he was a bottom. <laughs> if it came out that... He's hooking up with Larry Sinclair, right? It wasn't, it wasn't Obama, right? <laughs> yeah. What if he was a bottom, and Paul Mooney was the top? I'd actually want to see. <laughs> I'd want YouTube video. Screw kids beating up kids. That's how you go viral in a couple of ways. <laughs> we'll take a break and come back. It's Hefe and Dubs in the Hideout, one hundred six point seven WJFK. <laughs> Were you guys with me 13 or 14 more times? I'm out of here. You're in the, you're in the hideout. Yeah. It's a hot hip-hop fashion trend. You, you know what it is. The hideout. Blink, blink, homeboy. Step back. I might blind you. Yeah. The hideout. Fan Dubs 106.7 WJFK. About to wrap this thing up on a Saturday night. That girl just uh, added me on MySpace. She, she says she's a fan. Hot. I bet she has a penis. Whatever. I still try to. If even if she was a girl, I'd try to get her in the bad place anyway. <laughs> Even if she was a dude, you mean? No, if she was a, even if she was a girl, I would. Oh, so it doesn't matter. I got if you. A dude. Hey, is Joe Hartinger there? Hey, there are no bad places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't playing. Joe Radio coming up in about 29 minutes or so. What's happening, Mr. Uh, Ardinger? How are you guys? Not much of a week for you, huh? 
Mm. Yeah, I've been pretty slow for you, huh? Yeah. Nothing, nothing really going on? <laughs> no, nothing going on. Wow, man. Just, I don't know if you got to hear at the beginning of the show when we talked about the whole thing, but um, it was uh, it was moving yeah, through. Well, we just... be before the show, it was the best of Don and Mike right, coming right. into us, and they, uh, they played... Don's final segment there, right? And, it was it was moving, and we just talked about like kind of the relationship that we even have. Like I'd be sitting back there with you while you're screening calls, and all. anyway, it was just it was it was cool. But um, what's coming up with Joe Radio? Well, tonight we're gonna have ghost stories tonight. <laughs> Joe, did you get the email mm -hmm. I sent you? Um, pertaining to on uh, MySpace, the one with the uh, the the lizard babies. No. Dude, you didn't get that? No. There was a video. Oh, my God. I, the, Dubs, you sent it to him, yeah, right? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, you sent it to the Joe Radio uh, MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. We we found this link. My girlfriend found this link of of children. It's like this disease, and it's like a very cool. small percentage of them. And they they come out looking like lizards. Like they, yeah. have, they have the lizard skin and red wow. eyes and the whole <laughs> thing, man. Are you by a computer? Uh, no, I'm not. Ah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it again and send it to you. Yeah, me, we'll we'll send it over to you. Get me find this. Well, there's message. just there's more proof, you know. It, I mean, you're gonna see this thing. You're gonna freak it, out. It's scary. I had nightmares about it. Don't be scared joking. of the lizard people. There's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> yeah, wait, you see this little creature? <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> tonight we're gonna have uh, there he is, Bobby. You read it, Otterstein from. Uh, from virginiaghost.com so we're going to be talking about ghosts here in virginia so and i'm uh, really joe, looking forward to this joe it says you read the message really yes all right let's not listen joe uh, i am he going does, to dwell he, yeah he does things recreationally and we don't want to judge so, <laughs> no you know no van for me <laughs> all right there is joe Archer, joe radio i'm resending it to you joe i'm telling you dude you gotta look at this these lizards. Yeah, these lizards. If people. you end up watching it before you go on the air, pop back on with us. Because I'm sending it to you again. It says you're busy on MySpace, and I believe you. Alright, now the, now your new girlfriend is uh, upset because I said she has a penis. She's. No, it was actually a compliment from El Jefe. Yeah. It says you're too hot to be a chick that'd be into me. Yeah, well, listen, here's the whole point about it, too. Uh, you're not fat enough for dubs because no. he's he's going with he's Listen, going for fat girls uh -uh. and that's what he wants. It's not what I want. I'm willing to chubby chase that fatty. I'm willing to um, get a project car to thin out and do that kind of thing. But if I can get a a nice brand new ride, right? Uh, all about it. She's 29, a little old. No. So here's what's interesting. You were talking about even if she was a dude, you wouldn't care. Mm. You know, that was taking me back to what we even kind of talked about earlier. This this little midget girl, yeah, the world's smallest girl, who's under two feet tall. She's one foot eleven inches, fifteen years old, like kind of normal. Weighs eleven pounds, and she's a teenager, and she you know listens to pop music and watches DVDs. Of course, she's in India. Mm -hmm. So I was saying, at eighteen, like she can't have sex because anyone who does with her. It's almost like it's a pedophilia thing, you know what I mean? Like mm. it, it does—it's not right. I don't think she should ever be able to. Yeah, it—it it would be creepy. It's beyond it creepy. Be, it wouldn't be illegal it, though. But no, you like, can't make it illegal. See, and that's what I was saying because there's a whole mental aspect of sex that people don't talk about. Um, here, let me uh, let me find this. 
I emailed this chick, and you come over here. She is 21, uh-huh. but she doesn't look. Is this one of your another one of your project cars? No, she's actually hot. Uh, not real. Yeah. Not real. Yeah. That's not real. What'd she say to you? And she ain't 21 either, dude. You're going to jail for that. What? That ain't real. Real. She, dude, she's got. She wants you to go sign up on her page. Uh-uh. You fell for it. Now that looks like an old picture, which could get people in trouble. Yeah, you better get <laughs> off that, man. Like, and I don't mean that, like, you know, in a good way. I already did. So this is the question mm-hmm. I always throw about. Okay. All right. Would it be wrong? We know that would be wrong to uh, try the- to have sex with that. That. Even if she's 18. Right. That small girl, the world's smallest uh, person. Yeah, she's smaller than a toddler. Yeah, and she kind of looks toddlerish, too. Yeah. Would it be wrong to have sex with one of the lizard people that I sent a video to Yeah, that's bestiality. You can't do that. It's it's a human. It just has lizard skin. No, that ain't right. Because it's all about, like, the the mentality behind it whenever you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Because you and I have talked about this before. Is it is it gay if you're having sex with a dude but thinking of a chick the whole time? Thinking of a chick the whole time. Is that gay? Yes. But it's not gay if you're having sex with a man just to show that you're stronger than him. Just to do it as a form of dominance. <laughs> a pecking order. So <laughs> So then on the other hand, if you're having sex with your chick and you're thinking of a dude, mm-hmm. but you're actually having sex with a woman, is that gay if you're thinking of a dude the whole time? Yes. Yeah. Anytime a dude's involved. So, Unless it's a dude that looks like a chick. <laughs> that doesn't work, man. All right. I was just wondering. That, are- I, I do agree. that. And if anybody wants to go look that up, Feel free. It's, it's one of the big news stories on the internet this week. That chick looks like a toddler. 15 right now, but she'll be 18. She won't look much different. No, she's not. I mean, that's all. She's that's not going to get above get. two feet tall. Yeah. She well, weighs 11 care. pounds. I don't care about height. It's when the facial features haven't progressed. Because if she was two feet tall, but like looked like an adult, but two feet tall. I have no problem with that. Almost like a Barbie? Yeah. Because Lord knows when we were kids. Man, the awful things we, we used to think about. Yeah, we, we rubbed up dry against a Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, G.I. Joes would uh, violate them all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't tell act you. Like it, act like it's Vietnam. I can't tell you how many times He-Man committed a sex crime against She-Ra. Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of toddlers, this is epic. Mm-hmm. A couple fighting about which gang their four-year-old toddler should join caused a disturbance, and it resulted in the father's arrest. Dude walks into the Hollywood video store where his girlfriend worked, threatened to kill her, and knocked over several video displays, even a computer. They were arguing about the upbringing of their son and which gang he should belong to. The teen mother, who's black, Mm -hmm. wanted him as a member of the Crips. The uh, Hispanic father is part of the West Side Ballas. Not the Latin Kings or MS-13? Don't be racist. Why would you stereotype? <laughs> they, 
the, the sheriff, quote, they have different ideas on how the baby should be raised. Basically, she said they could not agree which gang the baby would claim. All right. And this is just a uh, tale of forbidden love, kind of a Romeo and Juliet type thing. From different sides of the aisle, they found love, but now their loyalties are ripping them and their child apart. I really feel for them. Um, I do think that the baby should, you know, go with the mother. And the be, crips. be a crib. Yeah. Mm. I do think that's just the place for a child in the crypts with their mother. Or maybe it should just be in jail because it's going That's to end, it's up there. end up Let's just go ahead. Let's put the baby in jail right now and just let it live its life through there. I love how the mom's working at a Hollywood video, but the most pressing thing in their life is what gang the kid's going to join. And not how to get mom a better job, but that doesn't matter. Jesus, we're doomed. Look at this. We're all doomed. It's the end of the world. Cut the music off. Uh, 800-636-1067. John on line two. I don't know what story he wants to relate to, but keep it clean. Yeah, I'll keep it clean. You're talking about the dude, if he was to get it on with another dude out of dominance, that doesn't make him gay. That backs up the idea of my gym teacher in high school. I used to get a boner when he would wrestle with us as demonstration tubs. (laughs) All right, thank you. Not gay. (laughs) Not gay at all. I don't know how much of that got on the air. Uh, here's what's funny, though. Wrestling is the gayest thing on earth. No. No, you're right. MMA is. And then wrestling. And then actual gay sex. Because at least people who have sex with each other have come to grips with it. But there, you just have... Like, I watched wrestling and MMA, and I just see dudes who want to do it, who want to be nude... Who want things to be flapping and free. And that the whole thing symbolizes just the fighting of the urges, primally. Uh, any sport has a homo rock nature to it in no, some it way. No, The baseball is not. What would happen on the buses on baseball? Right, what kind of gay stuff right, would happen there? So listen. Yeah, sure, Trey and Jeremy would be in the back having a contest to see who could get excited the fastest. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that baseball's gay, even though it revolves around a stick and baseballs. Mm-hmm. Now, in football, you think, hey, how's that gay? Uh, I had a friend who would be in the shower with a bar of soap doing a naked long snap. Now, that was gay. Well, okay, you're talking about the behavior that goes on, the homoerotic yes. behavior. And that's that's all at the core of it. I mean, a, the people playing it. It's the people playing it, not the game. I'm talking about the actual sport. The actual sport. Oh, come on. You're a catcher. You sat there in the cowboy position, basically, for nine innings. <laughs> Reverse cowboy in the umpire. With some, yeah, with some dude behind me calling balls and strikes, and another guy mm-hmm. whose crotch was at eye level. Yeah. But it's not gay. You're basically a wobbly H. I was the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Don't isolate that, by the way. That's unnecessary. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Wrestling, MMA, it's gay. Boxing is manly, except for when they hug. So that'd be fourth on the list. Right now, it's wrestling. No, it's MMA, wrestling, gay sex, then boxing. <laughs> 
most of the guys, like seriously, most of the guys are, that like are doing MMA mm-hmm. want to do dudes, but can't. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'll call him out now because I said it on the air when he was on the show. Our producer Tommy Bateman loves that stuff. He wants to be with men. I don't know it for a fact, but I just I got Gator. I know. I know my little no. brother's gay, and I know Tommy might be bi. Now, I know in wrestling, in high school wrestling, there was a move that we used to do. And, you know, uh, in wrestling, you start off both people standing, and sometimes you'll shoot in and try to grab the legs. Well, if someone gets your legs, our coach taught us to take your hand and check for oil. Oh, man. And that will get them to let go. And if they don't, you're screwed. Yeah. Check for oil. You guys, the whole thing, the whole thing is, it just revolves around how. what are different ways in which I can grind a dude, but it still not be. Yeah, but. The only, the only time I felt odd about it was when we were doing it and they were playing Silk in the background. <laughs> Freak me, baby. That made me feel a little odd. All right. Um, all right, before we get out of here, I want to transition to this really quickly. You can uh, add us on MySpace at hideoutradio.com. Um, so, yeah, there, or myspace.com slash hideoutradio. Mm-hmm. We also have a fan board, hideoutheretics.net. And I'll go there during the show and see what's going on. See what people are chatting about. Yeah. And, of course, the computer is dying on me when I want to go and reference it. Want me to go to it? Yeah, if you would, bring it up for me. And, actually, if you even want to read it aloud, yeah. Hold on. that might not be a bad thing. I got it. I got it. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, we, we started it, <clears throat> the show, talking about Don. Mm-hmm. And, you know... And one of the real big things about us, Hefe and Dubs, here in the hideout, is that we like to make radio friends and people that were friends that we have for life. Yeah. We were up for a job in Atlanta to do mornings at Project 961. They decided to go in another direction because they didn't want an already established team. Ends up, they end up hiring Giant Brian, who used to produce the Ron and Fez show uh, on WJFK. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And we were happy for him because he was a friend of ours. And it's like this family that we've got. You know what I mean? And it's the family and the relationships that allow us to come back to JFK and do Saturday nights. And then when we knew they hired Giant Brian, it's like, I know a guy that's perfect for him. Our lifelong buddy, Shafee, who's been on the show numerous times. And lo and behold, two of our best friends are doing mornings in a top ten market at a great station. A job that, honestly, we should have gotten. Yep. But we're cool with it. Because they're our friends, and we understand this. And along the way, and I must be a sap, because along the way I've always wanted to have friends in the business because it's such a small business, and you never know who's going to do what for you later on. You always cross paths with these people. I would say 90% of the time that you work with someone for the first time, you're going to work with them or cross their path again later on down the road. And what's amazing is like whenever we were on the way out the first go-around at D.C., and the junks came back over, you and CK struck up a friendship. Yeah. And that friendship is part of what has helped us come back here doing the Saturday nights because he knows you and he knows mm-hmm. you're a good kid. And then, you know, we've become friends. It's just this it's this whole thing that goes on. It's this fraternity that we're in. And we'll go on the air and we'll, you know, rag other shows. Sometimes we're genuine. Sometimes we're just ragging for fun. 
Yeah. But I mean, we used we used to have a quote unquote radio war with Big O and Dukes all the time. Big O and Dukes, uh, Drew Garabo, who I talk with regularly now. Yeah. I it, it's just how it happens. We we were trying to get a whole thing going with the junkies when they were still at HFS when we mm. were doing late nights. So we wanted to play them in the football game whenever they played in that female uh, football game. So we we would. Uh, Call them out and rip them and everything for nothing. And I still but, think our team could have beaten George yes. Cakes. I'm just saying. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. So when we were in Orlando, we there was a buddy, what I thought was a buddy. Mm-hmm. This guy named Soul Brother Kevin, SBK. He was one of those guys, every once in a while on a radio station, you'll make a friend with someone. You know, it's just like at a job. You make a friend with someone. And you think they're your boy. Well... I guess nights at our old station are opening back up. And I don't even want to get into the specifics of that, but whatever. Okay? That just, that don't said, care. That, don't. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll say this, and I and I genuinely mean this. I hate Orlando. If they offered us that job back, there's no way. Yeah, where we are now, if they offered us afternoons or mornings, I'm not going back to Orlando. Mm-hmm. I just hated the city. There's nothing real. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't hate... There's some really good people there. Yeah, we, we made a lot of good friends there. And a listeners. Lot of fans and there we still are, like them. Yeah. But as but, far as the city itself, there's nothing organic about Orlando. It's mm-mm. all made up. It's all fake. And that's why that kind of radio gets over there. Mm-hmm. And that's why we didn't really blend there. Because it's very lowbrow and it's not very smart. And believe it or not, this show actually takes some smarts to listen to. And they just could not get it. And did we do some things wrong? Yes. Mainly in the fact that we didn't dumb ourselves down. That was our biggest problem is that we didn't dumb ourselves down. There are good people there still, but I I hate Orlando with a passion. I just really do. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, one person we did like, though, was this soul brother, Kevin. Mm -hmm. So he's in the Orlando Sentinel in the radio portion of this. Talking about how our old station now needs a new night show. Yeah, they're playing music right now. Well, SBK does Saturday nights. He's in it for a while. And you know what? If he would have, you know, just came out and said, hey, I really think I'm ready for nights, I would agree. But there's no reason to do this in the, in the meantime. And, man, I helped this kid. I coached this kid. We were friends. Like, I literally coached him and taught him how to do a Saturday night show because... I was I was like I saw a little bit of us. We did Saturday nights, then we had to do then we did nights and the whole thing. Anyway, yeah. Here's his quote in the Orlando Sentinel. He made it very clear he wants the wants the job. Every because right now he let me say this he is the co-host of the midday show. Yeah. All right. And he's making about a third of the money is what the uh, what the the, the 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 lead is, even though yeah. he's the star on the show. Oh, and he bitches about that all the time to me. Mm-hmm. And he'll bitch about Shannon Burke, but he'll never say anything to him. Nope. He'll talk a lot of trash behind people's back, but never really say anything to the people that need to get something done. Well, at least he's saying it to us on the on uh, on the Sentinel page now. Everyone got into radio because they eventually wanted to have their own radio show. SBK said, "How many more clowns do I have to hear on real radio at night before SBK Live gets a well-deserved chance?" Because they're thinking about bringing in these other douches. Jody and Scott, who I'm sure we'll work with again at some point. Mm-hmm. How many more clowns? And I'm going to assume he Wow, well, there since he's been there, there's only been us and Drew Garabo. 
So clowns, plural, would have to include us. So here's a guy we thought was our friend Mm -hmm. and is calling us out in the paper. Which we uh, we knew there is resentment. I know from reports of people around the building that he would go and ask management, when are they going to be let go and I can do nights? So let me I say know this. he was lobbying for that while we were there. So let me say this, so brother Kevin, you punk, because that's the GR, you punk. And somebody play this for him in his bitch tuttle. You're a punk. Just start the music when I'm ready. You're a punk, and you're undeserving, and you're a backstabber, and you got a bad attitude, and that's why they never hire you, and you never stick up for yourself, and you're not nearly as talented as you think you are. You're a, there's, there you're, you're a funny potential. second. You're a funny second guy, but you're not a lead, and there's a reason for that. So just know your role. Going around talking trash. Cut the music up. Talking trash. This is a guy that I actually considered at one point maybe bringing him onto the show. Yeah. I've tried to maintain a relationship with him. But he burned that bridge for the last time. Calling us out in the paper. Because we've heard of him calling us out behind helping the scenes. Him, helping him put together demo tapes. Trying to put him in touch with agents because yep. he wanted to leave that building. I'm sick trying to help people. Enough of it already. Thank you. You're coming over to my side. I keep on saying screw these people. Let's worry about us first. Well, and about- you're getting people morning gigs in top ten markets. Well, What's I- your problem? Because I figure if we if we help people out... There's no instant karma. We're screwed. We're sitting here on Saturday nights. And then an AM station during the week. Good things come to good people. Really? At some point, it all evens out. <laughs> it just hurts that a guy that I thought was my friend would backstab is. Oh, that, that's the worst part about it. That's what I said earlier. That if this was Jody and Scott or whoever else saying this in the paper, I would expect that. But from someone who we constantly went out of our way to try to help, that we went out of our way to make friends with. Why don't you talk about all the times you would talk trash about Shannon Burke? Yeah, you want to make that up. And Russ and Phillips, all those guys. Why don't you ever bring that up? How you're always looking for a job, you're always looking to get out. How come no one's hired you yet? You've been looking for two years, three years. Maybe there's a reason. Good luck. Give me a few endeavors. Good luck. Yeah, good luck when all this goes about. And who knows? Maybe you'll get nights. Maybe you'll be successful maybe. a little. Eventually, you'll get fired. You know what happens when you get fired? You reach out to friends. Good luck having any friends. That's the Not biggest part anymore. of this. And, and that's just the you know, whenever anybody's fired and we are even remotely friends with them, we're usually the first people who call them and say, hey, anything we can do. And we we actually come to them with some ideas for them because we've been there before. But good luck. It's all about the friends. It's all about the friends that you have in this business. 
I hope you get nights. Uh, you know what? Congratulations is the biggest thing you're aspiring to is nights in Orlando. Good luck with that. If that's the top of the heap for you, then you deserve it. We, on the other hand, would rather be doing three hours on a Saturday night in D.C. with good listeners and on a good station that gets it mm. than five nights a week. Some hick town. It's uh, nothing but fake. And honestly, I'll take our, our Tampa AM station over I, that I station any day. I definitely would take the Tampa stations over that place. Those. Woof. So good luck to all of yous. And I know this because I'm a program director. <laughs> all right, you guys have a fantastic week. We'll see you next week. Michael Mayer Show debuts Monday afternoon. Make sure you listen. And real quality entertainment's happening on a Saturday night, and that's Joe Radio next. Mm-hmm. We're half and dubs, hideoutheretics.net. That's the fan site. Till next time, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. <laughs> Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000.